Hello and welcome to Straight From The Off, a podcast based around the amateur football scene of our fantastic city of Liverpool. I'm Michael Watson and each episode we'll bring to you a local footballer, past or present, who'll share their stories of glory and despair with us on Straight From The Off. This episode's brought to you by Lower Breck FC, who are going to sponsor this episode and very kindly donate to a local food bank because they're a very good club and that's what they do. And speaking of Lower Breck, we've got one of the coaches here with us now, Tony Sullivan. How are you, Sul? I'm all right. You know what? I've spoken to you there off, uh, off the record and you're saying, like, what am I doing here type thing and all that. But listen, mate, from... from here, the lads that we all played with when we played against teams that you played for me, you were always like the danger man and we always sort of had a little plan to try and stop you and it usually involved me trying to wind you up, trying to get you to swing for me or something like that but I, know, I couldn't, I probably couldn't swing for anyone at the, at, you know what I mean, I just it was weird I, 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 there's so many players in the city that I, I you know what I mean I, to even be considered for something like this it, it, you know, it's it's, it's a bit surreal for me, if I'm being honest with you. So I just want to say thanks for inviting me oh, on. Mate, any time, any time. Top player and top lad. So, as I usually started, mate, straight from the off. Um, how old were you when you first started playing footy, mate? Who did you play for and what team did you support? Um, I was a bit late into football, really. I was just a, just a young kid from Eighton. Um, there wasn't there, there was a couple of teams, so you'd have like the Farmers, the Eagle, and a couple of like little local sides, but I was a little bit late and I remember one day... Um, a friend of mine, Lee, he always passed away now. Um, and he asked me to go with him to play for the Eagle and Child, and it was a year above. I must have been about 11, 10 or 11. And I went, we went to play on this game on a, on a field by Dovecot. And the, the Eagle had some really good players when I was a young lad. Lee McKee, Kevin Lynch, Gary Kane, um, Wagadun. You know, Wagadon, yeah, he, he, he was there. Chas, you <laughs> and, and I'll tell you one thing, he was a player, him, you know. Was he? He yeah? was, he was, he had, I remember we played in a game once um, on a Saturday. And you know on the Springfield Park next to the hospital? Yeah, yeah. There, um, he was, he had a shot and broke the keeper's arm. <laughs> we were only kids and it was just bizarre. It was like, I've never seen nothing like that. So I went down, I had a game and... The manager, um, and I think I think that's where I sort of fell in love with football, really, because yeah. the manager at the time, there was like some Matty Martindale, Brian Evo, um, they, they were there, and Matty, they, they just they just saw me as just like, and we never really had much money when I was growing up, you know, my family never really had a lot of money, so in terms like footy boots and stuff like that, it, you know, I never really had. I, th- I th- remember the first pair of boots I got, we had to get them off the catalogue. I think we're still paying for them now. What, were they? a Quasar? No, I'm a little bit older than that, mate. They were called Adidas Lip Barsky. It was a fella. Ba- yeah, Pierre Lip Barsky. Pierre Lip Barsky, yeah. yeah. And uh, they were studs. I didn't have a clue what was going on. And I got them off the catty. And the next thing you know, I'm playing on the fields. And I wasn't... And I've said this. I said this to a lot of people. I wasn't the best footballer. I never believed that I was the best. In terms of skill wise, you know, you're talking about top players in the city, Lawless, you know, McGiven, Roon, Tom Rooney, all, all those, all those good, good top players. And even now, like some men and lads, lads like that. You know what I mean? Who, who to me are top, top players. Yeah, top notch. Yeah. But me, I was, I, I literally, you put the ball over the top. I just started the legs going, and the next thing you know, I'm in the box and. I think I just at that time and I never really never really thought about anything, just thought I just did the target and next thing you know I'm playing little games here and there and then I broke into the team for the Eagle 
and and to break into the team for the Eagle Eagle were the Eagle and Charles legendary club mate, are they? well they were they were quite a you know a, a, a good side back then and and we were playing against like a Lampas mm. and things like that and I just I was just sort of at first I was like on the bench and then I broke into the team and next thing you know we we started the team our own age and um, a, a fella called Basha Jones Terry you know Terry Jones used to play for the Allies yeah yeah is our fella and he just the likes of Matty and Brian Evo and Basha Jones you know I'm a, a you know I was a young black kid living in Iton they made me feel. Like I was, you know, I was on top of the world. Yeah. They put all the faith in me. They encouraged me, and you know, the methods that they that they got the best out of me, and they got the best out of all the lads. I was, I just loved playing for them. You know, uh, you know, I, I still to this day remember, you know, team talks and and you know how they made me feel about about playing football and how they they made me feel about what I was as a player and what I meant to the team and. It was just, it was just a time where I just fell in love with the game. Aiton loves footy, doesn't he? <laughs> um, there's a lot of rivalries in Aiton, and I think if you put all those rivalries aside and you've picked a, a fifteen, I don't think I'd get in it. But I reckon I'd be, I reckon I'd be, you know, bringing the water bottles on or something. You know what I mean? I'd be there or there about. Some boss players. Oh, there you've got the likes of McFeeney, Mark Rydell, Joey Duncan. You know, Aga would be, you know, Big Aga. You know, he had some, you know, you know, some bad knee injuries kind of things. You know what I mean? But Jamie Seager, lads who a long time ago, you know what I mean, were top players. You know, a friend of mine. Joe Barton. You know, you know, Knowsley United. I remember going to watch them, and and when I. When people started sort of talking about me as being a decent football player, I remember going to watch them, and I went, I went to the training session, and I was in the training session for about twenty minutes, and was just looking around, thinking, I need to get away from here. I'm nowhere near this. I'm, I'm a million miles off it, and I just think I think being being the way it is, it gets a lot of bad press. It does. It gets a lot of bad press. People say it's not a nice place to go, or you know, th- there's a lot of you know a lot of stigma around Aiton. But you know, I've be- I've lived there all my life. Yeah. And my, n- my wife, our father's from Aiton, has lived there on Longview by the Georgians. Yeah, not on Longview. Yeah. It's, you know, so I've never had, I've never had, a, never had a bit of bother there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I've got some really good friends. You know, one of my best friends, Yui Shatlock, he's doing something in the community with. You know, when he could play Yui when he was a young lad, yeah. he can't now. So, <laughs> and I had to get his name in because he thinks he can still play, but yeah. he sadly he for you, he was the old bank, wasn't he? He was, he well, vets. he was, he yeah, was the, the gaffer, yeah, yeah, and he'd he'd come on every now, now and again, and yeah. you know, it, it, it was it was just, you know, Aiton has always been a place where where there's been you know a lot of top 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 sides and a lot of top players, the quiet man, you know, you know, teams like that. It was. It was, it was a great place to grow up and want to play footy. But I suppose people from across the city will say that it's the same for them where they come from. Yeah, it will be me. So what school did you go to, Sean? Believe it or not, I went to a school called, uh, you know, Canny Farm, Canny yeah. I. Yeah. Um, I, I went there and I was just like an idiot. Clown, <laughs> class clown. I was a class clown. Believe it or not, I'm actually I'm a teacher now as well, which is bizarre. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But I'm, I was the class clown in school. Um, used to want to make everybody laugh. Used to just, you know, I only really liked PE and like maths. They were the only two subjects that I was really into. But PE wise, um, 
it was it was weird. It was it was bizarre really because um, I think in terms of in terms of like um, in terms of going to school and I'd go to school and occasionally and then I'd start going down getting not not with the wrong crowd. I got involved with my mates. I don't blame anybody else for the mistakes I made as a kid. I, I, you know, I, I, I've lived my life by that. You, you learn from your own mistakes. You know, you can't blame somebody else for what you do or what you choose to do. Yeah. And then in school, you sort of. There was, wasn't really much of a team. It, it, it was just a couple, you know, like, there wasn't many players. There was a lad called John Parks who everybody raved about. There was a lad, Ray Fletcher, who was decent. But the rest of us were much of a muchness, really. Yeah. Um, and I remember one time in school, we played against Prescott, uh, the Prescott school, and uh, one of the lads called me sitting on the sideline. And I, I lost my rag with him and just volleyed him. Um, and... The referee sent me off and he was our school caretaker. And he heard what the lad had called me, do you know what I mean? And I was like, look, my own mates don't call me what you've just called me. So, you know, and I'm saying to him, you've just heard them call me. And he uh, sent me off. So at the end of the game, the lad was walking across the field and I picked the corner flag up, ran after him. And I got banned for three years from the school. Three years, yeah. Yeah, they banned me from playing footy for the school. I got sent off another time for the school against the Doms. Um, scored at Atzik and... <laughs> The, the manager, their manager was the ref and the PE teacher, and he sent me off for saying to somebody get stuck in, and I, I, I just thought, nah, this is this is this is jokes. This. No, you said before about like being a black lad, a young black lad, and I could you feel that throughout like games and, and, and um, coming up against other areas and that. Yeah, if I'm, I'm being honest with you, like as a as a young lad, I don't, especially like in school. It, well, it was something that people were a little bit... I supported Everton, so I'd go to match and I remember going to watch Everton versus Arsenal Littlewoods Cup semi-final and there's nearly 20,000 Evertonians screaming abuse of Paul Davis and David Rocastle. Mm. I'm looking at those those lads there you know, wanting to be on that pitch with a blue shirt on, do you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm watching fans shouting abuse at them. And, but... That was then. That and was then. That yeah, was yeah. then. You know, I've seen it happen. We've all heard that in footy matches. Well, I, I, I know that was probably what. That, you know, there was a lot of times when I watched Everton where it was never like that. Do you know what I mean? And there was times when, in, when I played non-league, where it was horrendous to the point where, like, you know, they say they want to walk off the pitch. I've, there's been times where I've been like, I've got to walk. I've got to get away from here. It, it was, it was that bad. You know. Places like up in Newcastle where, you know, some of the things that they'd say to you and me being me, I'd respond with something which was, do you know what I mean? Like, that's your bed or that's your ma, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Your ma, your, ma, your ma loves us and all that and that'd send them even... And I'd realised then, especially when I got older, I realised that I can do a lot more damage by making fun out of the situation than by... Re- reacting to it in a negative way, uh, which as a kid I probably did far too often. Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? No, no it's life. Yeah. Look, it doesn't. You know all this, what's going on, and all. I don't want this podcast to be about that. I am who I am, and you are you are. You're either a good person or you're not a bad, irrespective of what you look like. And that's how I've always lived my life. Do you know what I mean? It, it doesn't matter to me not anything like that. It's it, it it's it's irrespective. Yeah. So what about the uh, the Nosley teams and that? You know them teams that go to Dallas. Any 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 shoe-ins with them? Or? So, so I remember one time I was playing for Waterloo Dock. Fella comes up to me after the game and goes, um, "Where do you live?" 
I said, um, I don't like him, why? And he went, so, um, wondering if you'd be interested in going to Dallas. And I said, yeah, I would, mate, yeah, sad. And then when he asked me how old I was, I was too old. I'd never, ever, and this is gospel, never got selected for Knowsley, never got selected. Like I said to you before, I was not the greatest of footballers. I was just quick and I knew where the goal was. That was it. That was me. Any, you you know, people used to say to me, how do you, how do you play non-league when you were off? I was a better player when I probably played against vets or when I finished non-league because I understood the game. I understood the game a little bit more. Do you know what I mean? And I learned how to use. I learned my touch improved as I got older. If I if I was the player I was when I was older. When I was 19, 20, my story might have been a little bit different. Yeah. So going back to the Eagle and Child, then as like, what's this teenage years? Not first of all, so I want to say, everyone, everyone doesn't realise how old you are, even our bastard. Forty six. <laughs> I swear, I, I, I thought you were, I thought you were my age. I thought you were thirty nine, forty, and then someone and I, someone said to me, and I went, joking at you. I think it was when someone said about the playing in the vets, and I went. You can't be 35, him, someone went, he's about 41. Like, well, yeah, yeah, I'm an old man. Yeah, I was just 1974, I was born, so... I don't know, I just... People... I was I was just lucky, I, and I'll say that to anybody, anybody listening, I was a lucky person. I was lucky that I, I got the opportunity to play for some of the top sides in this city, and I was I was privileged to, to play for, for them as well. I never, ever thought that I was ever going to be considered because where I was from, I was never good enough for those teams. And I went to Doms to play for the Doms and got told I wasn't good enough. How old were you then? So 20, 20 odd. And yeah. I went to play for the, went to, to go down the Doms pre-season. Um, Trundle was just coming through then as well. Me and Trundle, we grew up in the same street. Yeah. Um, and we... I went down and I was told I wasn't good enough. And then two weeks later, I played in the conference. Madness. So, so, madness. So, <laughs> so how, did, how, about, how did it... Was that Staley Bridge, was it? Yeah, yeah, how yeah. How did that come about? Yeah, I was playing for the mainstay. Yeah. Um, Gavin Aird and the lads in the bullring. Brian Sinnott, um, yeah. a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, to be fair. Him and Mark Murphy asked me to go down and play for them. Um, <laughs> and we we had a game on the Sunday, brought me down, and you know Gavin and and, yeah, yeah. and Gerald and all them, the lads from the bowling. Do you know what I mean? Here's me turned up, skinhead, skinny black kid, fast as. So it goes down. I'd been playing for APH by the way, and I, and again, I, a friend asked me to go down and play for them. I went down to play for APH on the Saturdays, and I was scoring goals, but it was like. People say you never really score goals at top level in, in, in the city, and I didn't, but whenever I did play, I scored goals. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So I was playing for them. So that and then the I, APH, that was in the Zingari then? Yeah, in the Zingari. Yeah, but I only played for the thirds for a fella called Terry. We had the likes of Artemara, John Pines, top top fellas. Yeah. Look, look, you know, Tony Morton, lads like that put their arm around me, do you know what I mean? I've always been lucky, to be fair. Everyone who I've always played for, people have always took a shine to me. Does that make sense? Because yeah, yeah. like if you're not if I'm not in your team, I'm an absolute idiot. 
you know, you know, you know yourself. I'm a wind-up merchant. I get under people's skin. I get under people's noses. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I wind people up. But if I'm on your team, I'm on your team. I'm standing next to you. Do you know what I mean? I'll, I'll, I'll back you at 120% of the hills. And that's, and then I, I was at APH and I went down to play for the mainstay on this on this Sunday and we played and it was five all and I scored five. And I went in after the game, and it, being cocky the way I was, I turned out to the manager, Gavin, and went, do I get a signing on form now? And he went, do you fuck, you should have scored six. <laughs> and I was just like, wow. And then I played for the mainstay, and we had, we were like one of the up-and-coming sides. So we had, um, are we, Michael O'Neill, Lango, Steve Muzzer, Chris, you were in the middle of the park, hard as nails, Chris, tackle walls, do you know what I mean? But... They were, they, they were like, you know, top lads as well. Mark Murphy from Aiton, Brian Sinner played. And I was, this fella, back to the, what you were asking me about, Brian Kettler's name was, I thought, deadly serious, right? This fella used to come and watch the games every Sunday, big ginger fella. He was a right-back for Liverpool reserves. Yeah. And he wouldn't played in the first team, only Phil Neal played a million games for Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. So he was his understudy. I don't think Phil Neal ever got injured. I don't think. Oh. I think if Phil Neal broke his leg, he just carried on playing. Yeah. So I felt for Brian in terms of that. And um, he'd be coming watching, and I didn't know who he was. And then one day someone said, there's a couple of teams sniffing around. But we had some good players. We had the likes of Kevin Lynch, you know, who played for Vauxhalls. Yeah, yeah. And he was he was a top centre-half. And, you know, we had a, a couple of other good lads in there. And I never ever thought, like, I thought they were looking at Lango, Steve Murray, lads like that. And I remember one day after the game, we walked, this fella walks up to me and says to me, um, I'd just left AP at the time, and I'd, I'd, I'd been at the dock and then I'd ended up at Prescott Cables, I was going to Prescott Cables, they'd offered me a tenner a week and if I sell a ticket, I get a tenner. And he said, um, who do you play for on a Saturday? And I said, well, I've signed for Prescott. Um, and he said, OK, signed, leave it with me. And I was just like, behave yourself, I don't even know where you are, do you know what I mean? The next day, he turns up at my ma's house in a Stale Big Celtic club car. I goes outside, I'm like, wow. He said, you've got a game tonight? I said, yeah. He said, don't worry before we... So I think you had to put seven days yeah. in, do you understand yeah. all that? Yeah, yeah. So they put seven days in for me, but P Prescott uh, hadn't told me, and I went to the game that night. And I remember, I think it was the manager or the chairman, were like, after the game, can we have a word? So I was like, yeah, all right, sad. And, and bearing in mind, I didn't have a clue what I don't I didn't have a clue what it was all about back then. And he just um, said to me, you know, we want to put you on a deal. And I was like, what do you mean a deal? I don't know what you, what you mean. He said, want you sign want you to sign this contract. Um, sign this contract tonight. We'll guarantee you this, this, and this. And then the penny dropped, and I thought I didn't even know who Staley would Celtic were. So on uh, the next day, um, he's he's. This Brian Kettles turned up at ours and said, hey, I want you to come, to, uh, I'll pick you up tonight, I want you to come to training. So I said, okay. So I went and he showed me around the grounds and like, this might sound a little bit sort of sentimental, but you know, when you're just looking around and you just think, I'm, I'm, only, a, I'm only a kid, you know, well, I'm not a kid, but I'm only a, a young lad who's only used to playing on, on park fields, you know what I mean? To me, it was like playing, a, you know, playing at, you know, with a top stadium. Yeah. And I just signed, and then I stayed there for a couple of years. A couple of days later, Sundle signed, and it. I think that was probably, it was a blessing in disguise for me, because everybody talked about Sundle. So, 
in Aiton, the two up and coming players or two lads who were, you know, because you had the likes of Tommy Marsden and lads like that who, who, who were playing, you know, Joey Duncan's yeah. and lads like that. And then there was me and Sundal and to be comp- to be signing for the same team as Sundal, bearing in mind, people were talking about Sundal going for a million pounds to Rangers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It was, for me, it was just like, wow. And then, obviously, I was at Daily Bridge for a couple of years and that's where my non-league journey sort of started. Yeah. How did you find it there? What was the... Uh, yeah. Obviously, the levels are completely different. Yeah, well, different I, I made my debut on the Saturday um, and I played on adrenaline. I've just played on adrenaline. They were just knocking balls over the top. I was getting on them, getting free kicks, winning corners. I think because I was a bit of an unknown quantity. And I remember setting up there, there was a fella called Carwin Williams. He'd never, he hadn't scored all season. And I put him through to score. And I, the, the, the noise, to me, felt like it was 100,000 people. But it was probably 15 people and four kids and a couple of Alsatians, you know what I mean? Yeah. But to me, I mean, that's being a bit disrespectful to Staley because at the time they were getting clouds of 500, 600. So as a a young lad and you walk out and you look and you just see loads of people and then at the end of the game I went in the clubhouse and people were shaking me hand. I got man of the match and I was just like, give me a bottle of champagne for man of the match. I'm like, I'm thinking, I'll get a 15 quid on this when I get home. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It was just, it was probably... I think it saved me as well, Staley Bridge, because like we were talking about before, I'm not a bad lad. I never have been. But, you know, it would have been easy for me to go down a different path. And I think being at Staley Bridge was something that sort of... Kept, Focused, yeah. yeah. gave me a bit of focus and kept me out of trouble. What was um, what was Tundal like at that level? Um, we used to get the train. And uh, one time he never turned up, I fell asleep and woke up in Leeds. <laughs> and I had to jump across the tracks... I ju- get off the train and I goes to this fella, where's Staley Bridge, lad? And he goes, 15 stops that way, kid. I went, what? I said, how do I get back there? Bearing in mind, I've got a return ticket. I've had to get on at Lime Zone, Street. Zone-y. I've got a zoney <laughs> with, with, you know, where you cut the bill out and, yeah. and stick it on. So I jumped across the sacks, gets back there. I turned up at training and the lads were coming in for a shower. And the manager was like, where's Sundal? And I was like, and, I, you know, me and Sundal, we... We, we had each other's back, do you know what I mean? Except for one time, but I'll tell you about that in a minute. <laughs> and um, he was he was just like, different different gravy. Brian Klein won the FA Cup with Coventry City. Sundle battered him. Yeah. And he was only a young lad. Battered him. Chris White won the league with Leeds. Sundle battered him. Battered him. He was strong skillful. He'd, he'd done a trick once and I rolled my ankle and had to get carried off. He sent me and the defender the wrong way. Yeah. He was he was unreal. Uh, absolutely. Like, wasn't afraid. You know where, where now where you talk about coaches and you want people, like they say about change, like wanting young players to be creative and wanting them to do things yeah, differently. Express themselves, yeah. Weren't like that. that that's what Sundle was. Yeah. And he used to frustrate the life out of people. But he could change a game like Leighton, exactly like Leighton. I had the, I had the, I was honoured to play with Leighton and Sundle. The pair of them were on a, on a different level. Yeah, scary good. Heavy, heavy. My uh, missus as well used to tell me about Sundle, so he'd be, Robbie's about, what, 60, 63, 64 now, and he used to say, a, a young kid from, 
down there, the quiet man, but what do you want to see him at? He used to not make, make people from the kick-off and there. They come steaming in, he'd roll it through the legs on kick-offs and there. And people had... i seen lads try to decapitate him on the football pitch and he'd literally roll it through the legs. No, all that, that he was doing on Soccer AM. He was doing that on a Sunday when, when, when he had three lads right wrapped round him. Do you know what I mean? He was, he was, he was that good. And then, obviously, when I got to play with Leighton, I just watched him single-handedly demolish teams, which was just frightening. Boss, mate. So, at, at that Staley Bridge team, were any more scouts playing there at the time? Yeah, Dave Higgins, who was at Sam, yeah, we had Eddie Johnson. And round that time, you know that, you know Lee Cooper? Yeah, Cooper, yeah. Heavy centre-forward. They were all at Droylston. So, you had the likes of him, Jed Ennigan, Tumble Dryer, all there. You had yeah. um, Stevie Porter... James Glendennon, who were at Alty, yeah, yeah. you know, so at that time... Loads, of boss, loads of boss, like, non-league lads. Scousers, loads, yeah. loads of Scousers, you know what I mean? I mean, I was honoured to play with Maddox, Mark Maddox at Alty, yeah. Ian Craney, yeah, Craney you, know, yeah. you know, Gary Scott, do you know what I mean? Pavel Nedved, yeah. you know, top players, but, you know, to, at that time, there was just, you know, some seriously good lads from Liverpool... But we, we were, there was no teams here for us. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Stantondale up the road. But I, pl- the I, pl- I signed for them. Yeah, I played for them myself. I played for, for Stantondale. The manager was Terry Mack's brother. Yeah. yeah. Sammy. Peter. Yeah. He was the manager when I was Sammy in a, in a hotel in Kirby, I thought. <laughs> I t- I Sammy in that chippy over there. <laughs> yeah. Lads, I, I got the hotel. Roy, Roy Grundy as assistant, yeah. <laughs> but no, he, I remember playing for him as well. He was another, He was another. you know what I mean? Just a football man. Yeah. I don't think there's many of them, them knocking about anymore. So I think for me it was it was just weird. It was great to play against the like, but like playing with scouts, seeing scousers all the time. You know what I mean? Playing for Alty and playing for teams from Manchester it hurt a little bit because why wasn't there anyone down here for us all yeah. to play for? That's what, once Nosley went, wasn't it? Once yeah, Nosley yeah. United went, and I literally lived a stone's throw away from Nosley United. Yeah, yeah. The fella from down the East, Paul Orr was, was yeah, the yeah, for, Pedro. Yeah. Boss, yeah. Mate, boss. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get him on. You know, He'd tell us all the stories of the fan sale and Nosley United and all that. He, he was, an, he was, you know, he was a fella who likes of him and Owen Brown and people like that. You know, lads looked up to them. Yeah, big time. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Lads looked up to them because I think I think it's a little bit different now. I think it's a little bit different. I think managers back then, you know what I mean? They'd they'd been they'd been they'd been seen it and done it. And I'm not saying managers today don't. Do you know what I mean? But I think now, I think because the standard's that good, you, do you know what I mean? I think you just have to get 11 lads together now and if you get the right 11, they'll do it all themselves. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, from Staley Bridge, where'd you go then? Yeah, well, we won the league with Staley Bridge. Um, we won the title. Um, we got 100 and... I think it was 105 and Emily got 103 points. We went on a big, crazy 30-game unbeaten streak. We were heavy. You know, we never knew when we'd lost. We were scoring last-minute winners here and there. I, I think I hit 22 that season. Yeah. And that was in, the like, the equivalent of the, the you know, the Conference North. Conference so it was pro- North, yeah. promotion to the Conference. Yeah. Um, and there was a lad, you know, Dwight McNeil, yeah, yeah. who plays for Burnley. His dad played as well, Matty. He, he never had a sense of humour, so I was a pain in the ass. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was around the bend. So any like 
like daft things that'd be going on, you know, like playing tricks on people and stuff like that. I was rather in the thick of things and he used to just say to me, Don't don't come near me, you don't be bothering with me. We had lads like Gary Barres who was at who who a really successful non league career and a lad called Martin Filson who I've definitely gotta mention Martin because the bear yeah, he was called the bear. And I remember I got the season we won the league, I got sent off five times, believe it or not. And every single one of them was because I was an idiot. Once um, played Emily, a lad poked me in the eye and I chased him. I chased him across the pitch and then he fell. He, no, he punched me in the mouth and when he fell on the floor, Martin Filson had come in and like smashed him because he'd saw it. And then as he was on the floor, I ran and stuck my finger in his eye and the referee saw me. And the referee was like, Tony, I've got to send you off. And I was like, why? He said, you've poked him in the eye. I said, I haven't, I've, I've not meant it. I had like... And uh, Martin used to look after me on the pitch because I used to sort of... Like, when you said before about people winding me up, back then I was quite easily... Let, by quite, you know, a bit, quite a little bit. It was only then I started to learn through the likes of Martin and other lads who used to say to me, you know, look, you've got, you've got half a chance here. But I think, like, winning the league was... And we won the treble that season. And that, to me, you know... We went on an open top bus tour on our daily bridge, and right. it, it was mad. I'm on the, bu- bu- the top of a double decker, and there's like you, you're driving down, and there's the odd people with the daily bridge fags. But when we got to the town centre, it was shocking. Yeah. They had a big reception for us, and I was just, to me, do you know what I mean? It was a massive achievement. There's lads, you know, who've won national cups. It, it, that, it, to me, winning a national cup is a massive, you know, greater than anything I've ever achieved in the game. But that, to me, was. That was that was the pinnacle for me. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's bosh, please. Bosh. And um, and then I went to Southport. Um, the manager came in. Paul Futcher was the got the, so Phil Wilson was the manager and he got the Saudi job. And uh, Paul Futcher came in. Yeah, I remember Futcher, yeah. And I remember the conversation and and it 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 broke me a little bit if I'm being honest with you. Um, I'd gone in and um, he just said to me, look. Um, you know, you go into to discuss money, what you're going to be on next season, and you said, look, we'll struggle to give you what you're on this year. And I was like, I'm the lowest paid player at the club. How can you struggle to give me when I've scored 20-odd goals, I've created loads of goals? Do you know what I mean? And he just said, that we haven't got nothing for you. And I just said, all right. And I knew then. And then there was another lad who paid like four games all season, and he offered him more money. And I was just like, I knew my time was up. So I left, I went to Sowie, um, and I, I had a four-game ban, or three-game ban carried over, made my debut against Northwich and scored two, and thought, here we go. Possibly any league, haven't you? Yeah, oh, unreal, unreal. Grounds, yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't I look back on my time, you know, I let Southport down. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I let Southport down. Um, you know, I'd done something, and... and, and it bit me on the it bit me on the ass, you know what I mean, and and then I just thought, you know, I I, I just couldn't, you know what I mean. I, I couldn't look at people at the club anymore because I'd let I'd let I'd let them down. I'd let like it was at the time where like my uncles, my two uncles, like they was really proud of me. You know, like I've, my dad's never been around, kind of things, you know what yeah. I mean. So you know when you when you see lads about me, half fella push me forward or. I only really had two uncles that, that that pushed me, do you know what I mean? And fellas like Basher Jones, like Matty Martindale, yeah. you know, like fellas like that, like Lenny Champion who I played for for Bosco, they were the only fellas who sort of 
pushed me, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so influences, influences on me career and and then I just I bounced around at a couple of other clubs and then I went I ended up I went to Chorley with Sean Teal as the manager. Oh, geez, I've never seen anyone calves as big Was as that before Bearscope. Um I think it might have been he got the manager's job job there and then I went I went there, Gary Martindale was there, Andy yeah. Bolden was there. It was the yeah. first time I'd met Bo. Yeah. Oh, what a heavy player. Boss player, mate. Serious player, Bo. He's another one with that if he was in Spain. No. Oh, if, if Bo was an if Bo was Dutch or yeah. Spanish, or European, yeah. he'd he'd be a top player, but yeah. you said about Peter Gannon who played for the Villa and that East Villa and all that, Peter, if if he'd have been fucking yeah, yeah. Spanish. He'd be diff- you yeah. know, we would you know, we he'd be sitting in a on a yacht somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what That's I mean? It. So I'm now um, and then I bounced around, I ended up at Lancaster City. And um I had a good I, I had a a good season, just a couple of seasons there, and then I just, I think the worst thing about about it, um, I come across as a confident person. I come across as somebody who's full of himself, but I was always mindful that I wasn't the player that I that I wanted to be, mm. and I was honest with myself. And we were in dressing rooms and we were playing like teams away at Leeds. And lads would be doing their air before the game. Yeah. And I'd be like, we're going to get seven bells kicked out of us here. And you're asked about your air. Lads who weren't playing would be soaking on the back of the coach and, or on the way up to games. And the atmosphere was horrible. And uh, Gary Finley was like the assistant there. And Peter Ward, Peter Ward was a lovely fella. He was the assistant at, um, at Southport with Phil and at Staley Bridge and Wardy. Wardy was unreal for me. Another, another, you know, another father figure to me in the game. And I don't think there was a there was a lad who played, um, and he was like Gary, one of Gary's lads, and he was a good player. He was a forward, Liverpool lad. His name's gone out, out my head, yeah. but he was he was a good player, and um, Gary rated him over me. And I've got no problems with Gary. I never have, as I never have ever has had a problem with Gary because. He, he was, it was his opinion and he's entitled to that opinion he's the assistant manager and I knew then that my time in non-league was 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 sort of you know finishing yeah. so who did you go and play for then were you, when you were playing non-league were you doing Sunday still or were you um, sort no. of dedicating to I was the sort of, I was sort of trying to stay stay in the Sundays it was towards the end when like I went to Canada and, and, and places like that you know what I mean yeah. but like I just I I I'd had enough. I'd just had enough. And then um Steve Daly, um he 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 was like we we've been friends, me and Steve, for a long time and he was he was on my case a little bit. Um just saying, you know, fancy coming and helping us out, you wanna come down and help us out, you fancy it and in the end I just thought, you know what? I've been quite privileged to to go and play at a good standard. The least I can do is, you know what I mean? Going yeah. out, going out, my mates out, and I ended up with Pete Salter. Put a good, good scene together, didn't he? We, we were all right, yeah. We were decent. We, we, we were, we were never gonna win leagues, but we were never gonna, we were never gonna turn up and get, and get drummed. And if we did get drummed, we got, it was deserved. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. By a top side, yeah. but we gave our all. We were in the game, and then something had happened. You know what I mean? And, and then. That was it then, you know. But other than that, I think I played centre midfield for them because it was naturally I was a, a forward or a winger. Yeah. And I played centre midfield for them, and I, the division that we were in, I scored quite a few goals. To be fair, like I said to you, 
I, I, and I, I'll say this to anybody, people might say different, but I'm not having that. I was just a scorer of goals. That's all I was. Tap-ins. I scored the most of the, like, the worst goals in the history of football. Like, come back off the keeper at the post and I'd be there and tap it in. But I'd celebrate it like it was a 30-yard thunderbolt. And that's what used to wind people up as well. I've seen you score a few 30-yard thunderbolts. I've been on the end of one or two of them. I, um, I know there was one I scored against us uh, for the Old Bank Vets. Uh, throwing went down the line and I was by the corner flagging it the first time. Worldy. It's gone in the far, far stanchion. And I've run past the keeper and he's gone to me silly and not bad. And I went, what? He went, me bed and the, me kids over there. And it was bit missus was there with the baby. Oh, I've man. never felt so bad in my life. <laughs> Killed me that goal, you know. Sorry, it was Peter two one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like about about five minutes to go, wasn't it? Yeah, boss goal, mate. <laughs> boss game that though as well. For, yeah, for like a vets game. E- ebbed and flowed end to end. Yeah, the two teams were miles better than the rest in that in the league. <laughs> yeah, but fucking hell, we, yeah. we couldn't beat you, man. I seen one of the worst tackles that I've ever seen in my life playing for the vets. Yeah, um, and I don't even think he meant it. Me mate, I was talking to you about before. You be the manager. Yeah. Um, Playing this team, just a, a lads from like Warrington or somewhere, and the ball spun up in the air. And as you, he's turned round, he's turned, but he's lifted his, his knee. And as he's come round with his knee, this fella's come and like gone low and caught himself just above his eye. And as he's at the floor, I've gone over and you, he's holding his knee. And when the fella like, like sort of come round a little bit, I thought his eye had moved up his head. Yeah. But it was it, it, there was a hole in the, in his head. It looked like exactly like his eye, oh. and his mate went. His mate, I couldn't believe it. His mate didn't like bat an eyelid. Just turned to him, went. You won't be able to go to christening this afternoon with an head like that. And the fella just picked himself up and went take us to Aussie. There wasn't a. He was sad. I was just like, if that's me, yeah. I'm going the royal right now. <laughs> I'm I'm, ring, I'm asking for me, mum. <laughs> I want my mum there, I want, I want family members there, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I want the Bible, I want everything. But yeah, <laughs> it was funny, crazy. So go, going back to the, the Canada, so the first time I come up against you um, was Premier Cup, Premier Cup quarter-final, I'll tell you the year, because it was our first year, in it? It was 2004-05, Canada. Yeah. Um, so it was Premier Cup quarter-final on the Dockers, it was a one... One one draw between Warby and Canada. Went to the extra time, and I remember Cooper come on. So I I knew Cooper Miafel and knew him because we were scaffolders, and he was a scaffolder. Yeah. Boss player, Cooper. By the way, top. top. Cooper was the was, he was the, a bit old then. Yeah, Coop, oh. the silver fox could yeah. he could add a light bulb. Yeah. He was great in the air, and Coop a lot of like when I was playing for the mainstay, and we were coming through. There was a like a big rivalry when we got promoted to the you know the the Canada's division, and you had the likes of Cooper and that who played non-league, and the Canada had some heavy players. Yeah, boss players. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they had Kieran Macho and lads that I'd I'd sort of played with on the Saturday for the Dock, yeah. and they were they were the top top sides, and Cooper was. And I remember when Cooper was the manager at the Canada, he was the one at Sammy him and Keo. Uh, yeah, Keo, yeah. another one. Pulling players in for every year. Keo, come and sign for us, kid. You've always wanted to play for the Canada. Don't be playing for none of them item firms. Come on, kid. Come on. In the end, I just went... I just had my daughter. My daughter had just been born. And I just went, all right, sad. Because, you know, when 
when the Canada want you to sign for them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they're like it. It sounds mad saying it because it's just Sunday league, but they're like a legendary fucking club, aren't they? It's the same. It's steeped in history. Mate. It's the same when they sign for the Doc. Yeah, yeah. I, what What am I doing playing for the top one of the top sides in Liverpool? I'm a skinny kid. They've got John Edwards. They've got Frankie Strode. They've got Kieran McDonald. They've got Brian Jennings. They've got top top players. La. Yeah. You know, Boxing Jimmy it. Davis. Yeah, Unreal. And I was just very I was like I say, I was very, very fortunate. So that that uh, Canada team then from what I always speak to me mate Dave and we try and work out who was playing at the time, but it, I remember you were playing left mid. So you were left mid, it was Bo, Anton Lally, Jed Ennigan. Anton Sochet and Jed, yeah. yeah. Um up front of Jed the, had a terrible run of injuries with his shoulder, didn't he? Jed was Jed, Jed kicked our left winger up the arse Kaz volleyed him <laughs> right up the arse he volleyed him up the arse and Kaz turned around to me and went he just kicked me up the arse fucking deal with it you know yeah, I mean? get on with it yeah get on with it and um, it was like a big thing for us that game it was like like a bit like our cup final because the Canada were obviously massive anybody that played against the Canada even when I played against them when I played for the mainstay against them I always said in my head show them show them Show them that you deserve to put their kit on. I've always, I always had that mindset. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because when people talk about about top players or top footballers, then you want to play for the top sides. Does yeah, that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I know lads who I I personally believe were better than me, but never got the opportunity to play for them. And I did. So if I ever got a chance to play against them, I wanted to, them to know who I was because I had never had anybody behind me pushing me to, 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 to do that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's, that's always what I always had in my mind, just to prove people, prove to people. Because, you know, when, you know, when, you, when I've listened to some of the podcasts and lads have been at Liverpool, they've been at Everton, I went down to Brighton and over Albion on trial when I was 19 years of age. I played for APH. I just... Like I said before, I'd scored 110 goals in two seasons. He was there, Bobby Zamora. Was he there then? No, and uh, no, it was a bit before him. <laughs> and Jimmy Case was the manager. Was he, yeah. And I got down there, got the train down there on my own. A fella called Mark Kelly from APH, he was Jimmy Case's mate. And, and he'd been saying to Jimmy, look, there's a kid here. You need to have a look at him. You need to have a look at him. So I went down, uh, got the train down there, gets there about half ten, um, I've got to go to this hotel, stay in this hotel for a night, and then I've got to go to the digs the next morning. Goes to the digs the next morning, walks, um, goes to training, walks into training, and all these all these buttes are like looking me up and down. Do you know what I mean? Not like how are you, kid? You're all right. Yeah. Nothing like that. Now, bear in mind, I'm just a skinny kid. Do you know what I mean? I'm, no one's put that, you know. So I'm I'm getting changed, and one of them goes. No, the child has get changed next door. And I'm like, all right, mate, child. So I get to change next door. Comes in, goes on the training pitch. But yeah. doing, they're doing like some, I don't know, to me it was, you know what I mean? It was a bit of fitness and stuff like that. And I was, I was pretty fit at the time, you know what I mean? So we're doing some sprinting and I'm, I'm beating a couple of, you know what I mean? And um, we're playing the game. This one of them, I don't know who it was, just lifted me. Do you know what I mean? In the game. Yeah. And I just thought... Okay, because I think the problem with me was if you lifted me, it was game on then. 
If you'd have played against me and was my best mate, I'd have been absolutely mud. I'd have, I wouldn't have been worth, you know what I mean? You'd have gone, he's crapping. But if you lifted me up in the air or you gave it me a bit, it, it sort of lit, lit something inside me, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you probably know that yourself, yeah, you speak yeah. to other lads. Yeah. I remember Leighton saying the other day, I got loads of abuse from the fella behind the goal. Yeah. And after the, needle, the game... The needle he wanted, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. that's what you need. Some players just need that. And... Um, I went down there, I went played, and then I played in a, in a game for the reserves against Watford uh, at Bar- Barney. And I was on the coach going down there, and there was a lot of like, young lads. And I remember we played, and the manager brought me on at right back. And I scored. I don't know how. A cross, like a cross shot, it, it killed about 15 worms on the way in. It's someone on the ankle and went in. The next morning I went into him and I... I was like running out of money, do you know what I mean? And look, like I said before, I came from... My family never had loads of dough. So I was running out of money pretty quickly, do you know what I mean? You know, having to, like, be down there. And and I didn't want to ring home and ask for money because I just didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do that. So um, I just went in and asked him. And he, I think what he said to me was like... It was like a crushing blow. He just said, we never, um, I only brought you down as a favour. Yeah. And I was like, you've brought me from one end of the country to the other end of the country. Yeah, fucking hell. And he went, I'll see if I can get you fixed up closer to home. And I just went to him, I'm all right, no, thank you, I'll I'll, I'll sort myself out. Oh, horrible stuff. And I was just like, there was no need for it, do you know what I mean? And I was grateful for, for the time. And then when I came home, I think that's when, obviously, the likes of, you know, I went to Prescott for a bit and then left and went to the dock. And then, obviously, that's where... That's when it started to become. I think that I think that incident was probably the catalyst to me being, you know, the player that I, I ended up becoming. Yeah, yeah, I know. But it was weird, crazy. But right back to the Canada days, you know, we played Hughes in the semi final. I know what you're going to say. Quarters. Quarters. I know what you're going to say. So I'll let you tell everyone first. Oh no. <laughs> Did I miss a pen? Missed the pen in the shootout. Nice yeah. one for that, mate. We had the decisive one, though. Who missed the decisive one? Terry Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Terry don't keep up from the halfway line and then missed the pen, yeah. 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 He yeah. scored all that, funny enough. But uh, our goalie, Gav, he's probably the lad who you lobbed with that mad goal. Sorry, Boss on pens. Boss on pens, yeah. It was one Just of his... not too great on 30 yards. Not on lobs, no. no. No, good on pens, but not on lobs. But, <laughs> uh, but no, the likes of uh, Cooper, then when you say it, one of my relatives, Mark Savage, played for the Canada for years as a full-back and he was boss player. <coughs> and uh, used to say about Cooper. So when he when Cooper tried to rob players from this area to go to Canada me and Davey nicknamed him Darth Cooper right because he was just like because <laughs> he's just a baddie you know what I mean so that was the problem that the Canada got really I think yeah. they got a lot of bad press but a lot of teams are doing I see this happening or, or still to this day that National Cup is for me has destroyed so many top top Sunday league sides yeah, yeah, I can see what you're coming from there, yeah. Because it kills... Sometimes people bring players in for the National Cup and it kills the core of the normal lads. Don't well, it? I've seen the... it happen. I've been involved in teams that have done that. That, ha- that happened to me. Um, that happened to us at, at the Canada. So I was involved in the squads, the, the, you know, the two... The two... The, fi- the, the, the final that we should have got to yeah, and yeah. never. And then the next semi-final that we should have got to and never. Yeah. You know, back-to-back. Yeah. It was... The first one, I I think... Did you play for the Canada the year 
Nicosia beat them in the semi at Medellin. Well, um, believe it or not, my my cousin Amisha, he scored. He scored the winner, didn't he? He scored. He was, was a boss player in me. Uh, uh, do, do you know what? Me and him used to have this like argument. So, so he plays for the South End teams. I'm a, I, I'm a Knighton lad, so I play for the... And he used to say to me, come and play with all us. And I come and play with all us. You'll be you'll be welcome down here, Joe. You, know, you don't want to be playing for all them. And I was like, well, these are these are these are the lads who I grew up with, Mish. You've grew up with you know with all them, and yeah. I've grew up with all these. And I remember, I know I know he's won it. Like so, that's something that he, when I do speak to me, that's probably that game at Marine. Was probably it was on Sky Sports. It was like a snip on Sky Sports. That's probably the most I've seen at a, at a national cup game. Now, it yeah, was, I just remember it being rammed. He was, he, Armisha was probably one of the best editors of the ball. Brilliant, yeah. He was a top, he was a top striker. Yeah, but his knees again, his knees, yeah, his knees. They were a boss team at the time. You could see a lot yeah. of respect for them. At, yeah, London. so. I think that had to be in the, the year after that uh, that game. We we did after we knocked you out. We went and got beat by a team from Warrington who were absolute dog shit, mate. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, worry, and by the way, if anyone's listening from there, I don't mean that with any disrespect. But they, we got I'm, beat one nil in the worst game ever, and then the fucking Sheban drilled them three nil in the final. I'm I, not gonna lie, like I'm made up that you've just told me that. Well, that that's because that, uh, you know yeah. I missed the pen. So of course, of course, yeah, we, we got rolled one nil up out in Warrington. Isn't that the isn't that the worst thing that can happen? The so you beat someone top, and you you're like you when's the draw? When's the draw? When's the draw? And then the next thing you get a team and you think we'll do these and you lose. You know yeah. what I mean? You're like, have oh, we just lost that? We've just beat them and we, we, we played, lose that. In in that in that season we played, four motors blasted them. We we beat the lobster. We beat the Canada and then we went and got beat by a team from it was Wisdom Cars Hotel. It was the Cars Hotel. They were in the Warrington League. I don't even think they beat us one nil. They beat us one nil in the worst game ever. And then we'd have played we'd have signed we'd signed some lads from the Dickie Lewis's you with the Sheburn then. Yeah, yeah. So it would have been a bit of a Remember derby in the final boss team. Well, and then they uh, I think Andy Olsen called Natrick or they, they fucking, Andy Olsen. They rolled the Cars Hotel. Smashed them. I went and watched. It was like a training game. I was on the line, like leaning on the <laughs> on the on the thing, thinking, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I've had a couple of, like, like obviously I've had the two near misses with the Nash. I think the first one, like, so the, I think it was the first one. Big H had come back. Yep. So the season before, um, I'd been playing, but I didn't feel as though I fitted in, and the. We had so obviously, you know what it's like. You go to you go to play, you go to play the paddock on a. You go to play. You're playing for the Canada and you go to play the paddock, and you've got seventeen players, fifteen players, yeah. something like that, and then the national cup and there's twenty seven lads in the dressing room. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know exactly. And, what you're and saying, yeah. that used to just. I'd turn up every week. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I wasn't a lad, and you can ask anybody. I think I wasn't somebody who went out and partied all weekend. You know what I mean? I wasn't. I was. I just wasn't. I liked to go out. You know what I mean? But I wasn't. wasn't a party animal. So I'd turn up the next day, and I remember we'd, be, you know, there'd be like some meatball, Anton and that, and we'd be there religiously. I think Moogs was there at the time, Brian Moogs as well. Another like another absolute. Top top player and, yeah. and, 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 and you know a good friend and 
I'd, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, National Cup coming up, National Cup. And then come to the National Cup, all these lads who, you know what I mean, they'd be playing. And I'd be like, and then when we get knocked out, they wouldn't be around. And I was just like, wow. Do you think the Canada short of name, they wanted that National Cup show bad, didn't they? They wanted it bad. I think after we... The, the situation with Tony Gray and, and like don't get me wrong look, like I need to hold my hands up here I got that wrong the other week I had a ball telling me off for getting it wrong it, so, he was banging he was playing for me so what had happened was um, Tony's been playing in the National Cup for us yeah so he played for the Nash and, and he's he's a young, young lad like he's Ian got, Bush lad he's got net rash yeah. Like, he's I, horrible, isn't he? Lad, he, I, I reckon, I swear down, I, I reckon he sleeps in a, in a, in a, in a fucking goal. Because yeah. he's, honest to God, Just he's... Just after City of he? Yeah, he scores goals for fun. Yeah. Always has done. Yeah, slotter. And he's banging goals in and we're, at, we're, we're doing really well. I'm, I'm probably having the best season I've ever had for the Canada. And I remember one time we were... So after the National Cup, you got on the island, and I remember Harold... I'd said, I said something to him, and I, I wasn't out of turn, but he just turned around and he went, you've only been here five minutes and it'll take less than that to get rid of you. And I thought, I'll have that. I'm buying that, because he's right. I've only been there, you know what I mean? A couple of minutes, I've got no right to tell them how to run that club that's, that, that's steeped in history, do you know what I mean? I've got no right to do that. And it, it, it was, you know, that moment where someone, like, gives it to you? Yeah. And it, it lit a fuse inside me and I thought, I'll, I'll, I'll prove you all that I deserve to be here. And I remember in the semi-final, I remember I had probably the best game I've ever had for the Canada. I was up and down the line, up and down the wing, crossing balls, helping, helping out defensively. And I remember the other team, we physically beat them. Yeah. But... I'd, we didn't have to. We didn't have to. The first couple of tackles were heavy, but then we just got it and just bopped them. It was, I think, it was five nil. Yeah. And then I remember we were celebrating and we were like, "Oh, Anfield, this is heavy, this unreal." And then um, I remember the next day. I remember Keo. I remember Keo ringing. Oh, I'd rang Keo or something had happened, and he was more or less heartbroken do you know what I mean I was like what's going on and then we'd start to get him round apparently the Bersco chairman had been at the game yeah, and right. told them check the team sheet and gave them which player to check so they told them to check Tony it's only clearance as well though wasn't it that international you, clearance you know, well the following season Ryan Brook was the keeper who played for Connors Key not Connors Key Colwyn Bay yeah. In the, so they're a Welsh affiliated a Welsh club playing in the English league and I think the same thing happened with him yeah. we, he never had international clearance and again we were on we were on to win that as well I I, I firmly believe that those two kind of the sides that I played in will, would have won the national cup back to back so heavy that isn't it? you know we had, and to be honest with you and they won it didn't they the team you, you uh, the man, that, I'll half, never forget half, their, that's a half embarrassing their thing. manager I remember their manager and their players going, as we were coming off the pitch when we just you know, I'm, I'm, to be fair, I've known teams to like get out in people's faces after a victory. We were just like, and I was like, well done, lads. You know, good luck. So, and they were like, you're the best team we've 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 played. We you are the best team by far we've ever played. We literally, it was serious what we were doing, what we done to them. And then obviously that was that was the disappointment. And and I think 
in terms of non-league, I don't think I've had. I don't think I've really won many trophies where like a lot of top players have won. Yeah. But I've always played for top sides, if Post, that makes sense. Post teams, yeah. yeah. Which is, I regret that deeply, to be fair. I do regret that. Because I'd like to have, you know what I mean? I'd like to be able to show me kids. You won that Vets Cup, lad. You beat us in the Vets Cup final. <laughs> we should have won that. We should have won that one as well. That was the yeah. best we played against. Yeah, yeah, you? you should have. Yeah, I didn't play them. I fucking dislocated my knee. But on the Saturday before, uh, we had this like uh, corporate thing at Goodison, and uh, I mangled my leg. And that was on the, the final. It was on the Tuesday. I've had a bad experience at Goodison as well. Yeah, we played for Bates Celtic against Waterloo Dock, and. Um, Another t- horrendous tackle, but not meant at all. Lee Darnan, um, Anthony Battle's gone in and the ball's broke loose. And Lee's thought he could win it. But Anthony, a- Anthony's brave, do you know what I mean? Yeah, Anthony, no, Anthony, Anthony's, Anthony's is a good player, but he's he's a player who you know if it's a 50-50 or even a 60-40 or a 70-30, he's still going for that ball. Yeah, he's he, a game, as they call it. Yeah, he's, he, you know, and... Him and Lee, have, it's broke out and he's gone for it and Lee's gone for it and Lee's ended up two-footing him in the chest and it was it was shocking. It was bad right behind him and I was like, oh. And then it just turned into a bit of a a bit of a slugfest kind of thing. I, I know Leighton got sent off and one of our lads got sent off. But the doc, it was Goodison Park. I've got me, you know, my missus there and yeah. the, the doc, I think it was 4-0 or something like that. And we had a chance to go 1-0 up and... Daly played me centre mid and I played up front all season and I put it through and Aaron Bramwell's gone through and the keepers made a great save. But to this day, I always wish it was the other way round. Yeah, you were going in. It was me going in and, and not Aaron. But, you know, Aaron was a great player. Why was that Goodison, that? It was, um, you know, like that, that cup that used to play at Goodison in the county comp. Anniv- like the anniversary? No, no, it was like an... Um, I don't know. The Lord like, Mayor one. Like no, it was like the, like a, like the the top county. It, it got stopped at Goodison after that game. Yeah. They stopped playing it at Goodison. So yeah, but it was the only ever time really I played it at a, at a Goodison league. Yeah. So so after that um, after that Warby Canada game, about two years later, uh, through injuries, I just couldn't play anymore. So I took over it. Um, it was the year that the county got merged with the Zingari shows the Liverpool Prem. Yeah. We ended up in the championship of it with um I don't know, you must have been in it because we played each other. Speak. No, so it was APH, South Liverpool, us and probably Us. And Speak came in it as well, Did didn't he? Yeah, yeah. We we come second to, so we got promoted, we come second to South Liverpool, I think. So we, that would have been the next time we played against you. And I remember <laughs> big mistake this. <laughs> You're saying something to someone I'm on the line, and because I, I, I've got this weird memory, I, I think, oh, have you missed a pen against us? And so I said to you, you said something to me, and I went, fucking, I said, you weren't saying that when we rolled in your own backyard, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> then you beat us. Yeah. At the end of the game, you come over and shook me hand and went, now I've beat you in your own backyard. And I was like, <laughs> bastard, bastard. That's the risk you're running it That's when, the you're, risk when you're running your mouth. Yeah, but yeah. you shook me hand, like, looked at me laughing and went, now I've done you in yours. Yeah, I was like, fair enough. I, I think. I had a bit of a reputation on the pitch as you know what I mean, as a bit of a hothead, but I couldn't fight sleeping being honest with you. And anybody that knows me will tell you that. But I, I always, you know, I always took defeat on the chin. I wasn't a sore loser. 
you can't you can't be a sore loser. Yeah. You know, I, I, you you have to take responsibility for. You know what I mean? And for me, playing for Paid Celtic, you know, I I played for them because I should have been a leader. I should have been one of the players that led on the pitch. You know what I mean? I didn't want to, want want to be captain or anything like that. But and I was captain, but it wasn't something that I said. Look, I've played non-league. You've got to make me captain. Yeah. I I, I you know, I'd play. I'd been you know privileged enough to play non-league. So for me, I had to be a leader on the pitch. I had to, do you know what I mean? I had to be the, you know, the sort of somebody that that gets the best out of other players. And I think, I think, I, I think that that's an art in football that's now gone. It, it does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah. No, there's no, there's a lot of play, there's a lot of players out there now who who look for excuses why you're losing football games instead of saying, you know, what did I do enough? Yeah. Was I good enough that day? Yeah. Blame the tactics or blame yeah. everyone else no. but themselves. No, and, and I think in in amateur football especially, you know, you've got to understand that, you know, if you if you want to be one of the top sides in the city, you've got to be able to, you know, you've got to understand, you know, what it takes to be the, one of those top sides. Yeah. You, you, you've got to, you know, it's something like, you know, that I think people, it's easy to blame, like we said, it's easy to blame other things rather than taking that ownership and responsibility of it yourself. And it's something that I always did. And when I played for Paige, I know, obviously when you we were talking about that, I, I remember we played South Liverpool, got beat 3-2, last minute free kick, never a free kick, and he put it in the stanch. I remember playing APH and having some serious battles with APH. Bearing in mind, I played for APH as well. Yeah. And they had the likes of James Kelly and, you know, they had some... Jared Smith. Jared, oh, yeah. Jared Smith was, a honest to God, he, he, for me, if you if you spend too much time watching him, James Kelly would do something unreal. And if you spend too much time watching him, Jed Smith, it'd just be the catalyst in the middle of the park. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He had was, some top players then. Uh, and, uh, you know, the keeper, Raymond, Raymo. Raymo, the cast, yeah. Do you know what? I think he might have, not actually have scored past him. That was something I always said as well. You know, all the top goalkeepers, I always wanted to score past them. Yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah. That's why, have you, have you ever heard um, Carragher's pods where he says, uh, when people say to him about things, about youth games, all he says... He says, yeah, uh, I scored past Buffon, you know. And he's like, mate, he keeps always brings it up that he scored past him. Yeah, so, yeah. But I think as a forward, I think I think that's what drives you, doesn't it? Because when you next time you see them or you play against them, you want them to know that no matter, he might have saved 10 of your shots, but you've still scored past him. Yeah. Does that make sense? I, I always rem- I can always remember like the top cats coming up against him. That Gunyan for the dock was always Bosch, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Berg, he was top notch. Round the bend yeah. as well. The... the uh, I always forget the lad's his name. He was in goal for the paddock. He was a top goalie. Robbie. Robbie, Robbie Schmeichel. Yeah. Robbie Bosch, Descartes. Bosch, Bosch goalie. He'd, he'd, he'd save it. with. I, I've seen him save shots with like his ears and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But the likes of all those goalkeepers, they were, you know, imagine them playing now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Canada it, had Bosch ones, didn't he? Ryan McMahon, Brookfield, all Bosch Ryan goalies. Ryan Mack, yeah. All, 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 mm. all top goalkeepers, yeah, yeah. So when when you've um, playing for Page and how did like the management stuff come about? Obviously, I didn't realise you were as old as you. I thought you were like a dead young, dead young manager. <laughs> no, um, you still so, were a young manager, but so I played for Page and I remember we got promoted 
and we played we it was always speak or APH. Yeah. I remember we went to speak away the last game of the season. It's one all. I'm getting serious, serious abuse off their line to the point where it's getting a bit heavy. And um one of them has said something to me and I said, I just turned to him being the divvy that I was and I went, you won't be saying that in a minute when I've scored the winner. And he just, he went to me, you score the winner and watch what happens and the ball's gone over the top, hasn't it? And you know the goalkeeper, Big Greeny, the... Oh. Uh, we used to call him Tedder off the Wanderers. Oh my God. <laughs> Threatened to break my spine once. Him. Lad, he, what, lad, he, 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 the ball's <laughs> come over and he's come out and as he's come out, I can hear him, you know, like... I can, I can still, you know what I mean, see it, like, and, yeah. and I've just clipped it over his head and it's gone in, and I've ran away down the line, like that, and I'm like, and all our lads are going mental because we've won. It, they're not scoring past us. We know that, that's it, because Paige Celtic had a knack, a great knack of, if we were winning... Yeah, shut out, yeah. yeah we were winning 2-1 with five minutes to go. We've won 2-1 or we're winning 3-1. Do you know what I mean? If we're behind, like three one or three or two one, we're struggling. But if we've got, you know, if we've got, we've got something to hang on to, and uh, we've gone towards, <laughs> towards the changes. And have you ever been somewhere and all of a sudden the mood goes from yes yeah, to yeah. like that? Yeah, what's happening here? What's yeah. going on? And remember when we used to play there, the other Porter cabin, and you get changed down one end. And they get changed down the other end. Yeah. And they'd walk out before you and just kicking your clothes and kicking your trainees as they're walking past, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sitting there thinking. But so as we're going to walk in, Gary Berrick was the referee. And they've got the, a bucket, they've got a bucket out the toilet and lashed it at him. Do you oh, know what I mean? It was on the internet and that way, and it oh, yeah. it was Yeah, that's grim now. I was just like, right, I'm, there's no showers. I'm not getting a shower even if there was. And I just, I just like get out of here as fast as we can. Do you know what I mean? Because the mood had gone because it was a title decider. Yeah. And because they couldn't go up, they, um, they, I think because of what they, what had happened. And it, do you know what? In all honesty, I don't, I don't think it had anything to do with the, the players or the manager. Yeah, it, yeah. I think it was just lads who were there watching. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I felt, I, I just, I was just like, wow. And then they, they stopped. They. They'd, they'd stopped so it was such and go where we were going to get promoted to the to the county com and um, we we got promoted and I remember we were, I was playing centre midfield and we were playing against Fords yeah, we had a game against Fords and the forward had got injured and Daly said Solo wanted to play up front and I was saying to him looks they haven't got it anymore I, I don't think I can do it and um, I played the front and scored, scored two, and, and then I went on a big crazy scoring run. So I was like, I think I finished with 20 odd goals, 22 goals. And although obviously you had the likes of Leighton and lads like that, and you know, with the forwards who were, who were banging goals in left, right, and centre, I, I, I held me on. And then um, I was getting to the stage where I, I'm, I'm honest with myself. I think you've got to be honest with yourself. You, like you said, your knee was mangled. You knew. Yeah. I knew myself. And it, you don't want people to see you struggling on a football pitch because, you know, we were playing against the Allies and they had the likes of Jamie Enders, Paul Wheeler, Paul Inman, lad, young lads from Bayard, you know what I mean, who were, you know, little chubby. Yeah. Gary Daly and all Yeah, that, yeah. They, they were heavy. Yeah. They were another top side, you know what I mean? 
the Doms had the Doms had finished or was finishing, which was an absolute crying shame. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you know, I, I was just like, look, this is you know, I said to Daily, look, I'm I'm not feeling like you know what I mean? Give me all. I don't feel like I've I don't feel I've got much left in the tank, do you know what I mean? It was one of them. And then I remember um a lot of we used to play with at Staley Bridge. He had the manager's job at Camel Lairds. And by chance, uh, we got something that someone had asked me, or I, I was doing me, but so I just got a, I was working in a school at the time, and um, I was doing the six phone team, and the 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 head of six phone get said to me, um, you, you know, you know about your badge, and I had a level one, just been doing my badges level one, level two, and it was a lad who played for uh, paid Celtic, Kevin Hodgson, who's like a FA tutor. And he was like, so, you know, and Daly was always saying to me because yeah. I'd take training He's sessions. Done, I, I'd done a level one with Wayne Wardle on that years ago when yeah. he was the tutor, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. 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 Jimmy Kev, German and that. Yeah. yeah, Kevin was brilliant, do you know what I mean? Kevin's Kev's one of my best friends still, and he was saying to me, look, you know, do your badges. And then, and then so I'd got my badges, and then the school had sorted out so I could do my B licence. So I was like, oh, so do my B licence. And then Degsy got in touch with me. And I went over just to do the warm ups to start off with. And then um, who, was, who was the gaffer then? Derek Ward. He Derek played Ward, with. He, so he played at Northwich, and he was like, he had a really good career for the Queens, and see, he, yeah, he still yeah. manages the Queens now. Yeah. Or I think he's got something to do with them anyway. Degsy was brilliant, you know, top right back, worked worked hard. Him and Ian Cook, and they were both over there, and um, they asked me, so I went over, and I think, I think the half wanted me to go over to do the walls, but they wanted me to go over there because of me banter. You know what I mean? I was a bit of a. You know, I, I hate to say that because of my banter kind of thing, but you know, I'm a bit of, bit of a bit of a lunatic, like you showed me on that video before. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, I'd, I'd go over and have a laugh and a joke with the lad in the dressing room, and um, I, we were there, and they never really had no, no money. And John Lynch was the chairman, you know, John Lynch, yeah, yeah. and um, I like a lot of a lot of people were like like sort of put, saying putting John under pressure kind of thing, and I I was like, why are you asking him? To invest more money, there's no, there's hardly any fans coming. He's bankrolled the team for for x x amount of years, and he only ever when he ever does go, people are very offish with him. So I wouldn't, you know what I mean? I wouldn't give you no money either. I wouldn't put more money out of my pocket. And I think John was, you know, obviously with the with the club scene and stuff like that. And his lads, Mark and Anthony, and um, you know, uh, um, little John, obviously. Yeah. They were all playing, and I, I'm still good friends with them. You know, I've got a lot. Of, I've got a lot of respect for the Lynch family. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially, especially the dad John, because it got to the stage where we were getting results, and there was um and ah over money and stuff like that. And I remember he 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 called us for a meeting, and we went for a meeting in the pub, and he just said, "Look, lads, um, I'm going to give you the option. You can either walk away, or I'm going to have to relieve you of your, of your duties." So I was like, well, look, I'm I'm all for walking away. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, like I keep saying to you, if if you're not doing a good enough job, take responsibility. And, and Degsy did, to be fair. Degsy said, I, I I won't, you know what I mean? I won't put you in that position where you'll have to make that decision. And um, so we left, and Alex A and uh, Kenny Irons. Yeah, Kenny Irons. Yeah. I think they took over for a period of time. And then um, the new season came up, and they were still there, and... I got a phone call off, um, I think it was John, and he said, um, Alex wants to speak to you, am I all right to give you your number? And I said, yeah, go ahead. 
So Alex asked me to come in. So I went in him and Kenny. And if you know Kenny Irons, Kenny Irons is still a top football player, do you know what I mean? And um, so I'd do the warm-ups. Kenny would have a pint, come over, watch the game. You know, tell the players... uh, I I learned quite a lot from Kenny, to be fair, because he was honest. And, 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 you know, if you were having a nightmare, he'd say to them, you were were mud there, you know what I mean? You were crap. Lads didn't like that. You know, lads don't like being told that, you know what I mean? And then I was there for a bit, and then Alex and Kenny were like, nah, this isn't for us. We were in a bit of free fall. Um, and we played Lee, Lee RMI away. And I'd played a couple of games, believe it or not. Played a game, done really well. And he said, so I was playing in, in a couple of games and they left. What year is this shot? Oh, early two. Mid 2000. 2010, yeah. round about then. Yeah. It might have been, been a little bit earlier, but yeah. round about then. And um, I was like, I was like 35 playing, you know what I mean? And I was like, I shouldn't be playing, but I was doing okay. I wasn't, but I was, I turned myself from a fast forward to somebody who could hold the ball up. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? Use so, your body that, yeah, yeah, use my body. And I'd done, I'd done a bit of managing for the O3, yeah. do, do you know what I mean? So the O3 Jacks, Ronaldo Mayfair. And we had, you know, like, I was in the Crosby League. Play, you know what I mean against the Solly and that and the Solly us and the Solly it was us too really the Solly always picked us to the post because for some strange unknown reason the Solly had win every single game yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean well, they went from the Dickies to the Sheburns to the Solly yeah, yeah yeah and and you know they had boss team then. Oh, boss, they had boss some, lads as well yeah they had some really good lads and, and then I ended up taking the reins at Leeds and um, we never had a penny I hope my bird doesn't listen to this, like, but there was times when I had to put money up my own pocket to give the lads 20 quid, you know what I mean? And I didn't, you know, obviously, you know, it, it, you know, just to make sure that the lads could get a bevy on the way home or something like that, you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. So they were paying, we were paying them 20 quid and there was a couple of times and I'd, I'd like, I'd sort of like pay it. Like, I'd only, probably only done it probably once or twice that season, do you know what I mean? But... At the same time, you know, it was a lot of money to me then. So, but, you know, it was to try and... I was to try and improve my career, do you know what I mean? Try and prove to people that I could I could manage. And um, we finished the season second to bottom and we were supposed to get relegated. And on the last day, we had to play Aussie. And we need... You know, like now they have this system where if you finish second to bottom... But a team in, in another division finishes second to bottom, but you get more points than them, you get a reprieve and they go down. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's a bit weird now, isn't it? Yeah. And so we played Osser away, and um, I'll never forget it. A lad called Stephen Ferrigan scored a equaliser for us, and, it, and we got the reprieve. Yeah. And then the next, uh, I'd met a lad called Barry Ellison. He was with the reserves, and he'd come in with me. And um, Barry was. Barry was Barry was on, you know, probably him and Paul McAnally, who's currently the scare manager. Where I think as a as a as a as a group, we were we just it just worked. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They were brilliant, absolutely top draw, and um, we went. So I, obviously, as I say, I was I was there, and then the following season brought Paul McAnally in. So I'd done my level two with Macha, and um, 
signed the likes of Joe, young Joey Jib, yeah. John Couch, Michael Grogan, Freddie Potter, who's scoring lo- scoring loads of goals still in the counties. Yeah. Um, Jamie Enders. Uh, who else did we have? We had uh, Jay Foley, Danny O'Brien. Yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? Um, Some good lads. Yeah. It was good Foley, really. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, we are, you know. We are mate Tosney. Yeah, well, Tosney, Tosney had come the season after, but Tosney was at the reserves. Yeah. And, one thing we said to him, why are you playing for the Rezies, Tosh? He was like, love it. Do you know what? Love if it. we ever called him up, asked him, he'd, oh, he'd sure. come if we desperately needed him. But he'd say, no, I love playing for the reserves. It's sad, it's laughing. Yeah. And I'd be like, crazy. We had like good lads from over there, so Lee Atherton, who was the centre-half, and we had a good... a good. We, we got like a good mix of players together, and then we started the season, and we were doing all right. And then all of a sudden... I don't know what it was. We just started scoring goals with two minutes to go. We were winning games and we went on like a like a twenty game unbeaten streak. Skem absolutely pissed the league and beat us five nil. And we finished second. And on the last day of the season, we uh, so we done that well that we got to the we got to the semis of the cup, but we never had nothing. We never had nothing at all. The lads were like picking up forty quid a week. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. everyone was on the same. I would have, I would have opened any player's wage packet in front of any other player. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what it was. Craig Cairns, we'd sign Craig. Joe Alt, Joe Joe Evans. We had a serious group of lads, but they never knew when they were beaten. They're keen as well. They're all keen. Honest to God, it was. Probably, you know, when you reminisce now and you you think about it, it was it was probably the best, one of the best group of lads any manager could have ever managed. If that make you know what yeah. I mean, if you could understand that, they were we weren't blessed with like unbelievable skill, but we knew how to win football games. Um, and I remember I went for a meeting with um, John Siver from the shipyard. And he was looking to put some money in. And to be fair to to to, to John Lynch, he never asked. He, even though we were doing really well, he could have quite easily turned around and said, "Right, I, I, I'm getting back involved here." We played Halifax in, in in the cup, nearly beat Halifax. Little old lads, nearly beat Halifax. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, he could have easily, quite easily, jumped back on and said, yeah, "No, I'm going." And, and, yeah. and to be fair to him. He didn't, yeah, and, and I, I always, and when I do ever speak to him or if I ever bump into him, I, I, you know what I mean. I'll always, I always have that respect for him because, you know, he could, you know, for the way I felt he was treated, he could have quite easily gone to them. Right, I'm locking the gates. You ain't, you ain't having a team on this bitch, but he didn't. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And um, we, we, we so, so anyway, we, we done really well, and then got to the semis of the cup, and then we ended up getting to the playoff final. And we lost on penalties. And I remember after the game, my do- little daughter was there and she come running on the pitch and I was just sat on the floor, do you know what I mean? And I didn't want to get up. I couldn't get up, do you know what I mean? Devil. I was abs- But I wasn't devastated for me because for me, what, what those lads did for me put me out there. I was devastated for them and the club. People like Janet Skillen and Colin, Colin Skinnell, Toddy Wood... His misses, they they like if we had a big game, 
they'd open the, the, the boozer for us and put a pre-match on, beans on toast. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know, they, they never had, you know, we never had it. And I remember having a meeting with the shipyards and he was really keen to get back involved. And and, and I, I remember before the playoff final, he, um, he came up and said, look, he gave me an envelope and I said, keep that. I said, give it to the players at the end of the game. And he was looking at me like his daughter saying, I was like, just give it to the players, split it up between the players at the end of the game. So that that's not all, that's not mine. I don't and I remember Macher and Barry and they were, you know, I think they got a day with the unsung heroes. Everyone was like, it's sully, 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 but it was never just sully. People just seen that it was, but they were the unsung heroes. They were the glue that kept us together because I mean, I when I was there, I had Tony Rendell. Sean Tuck. You know, Sean Tuck gets a lot of bad press. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've got... He never, ever, ever once, once, ever said a bad word to me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Tony Randell. Never, ever. Tony Randell was a top player. Do you know what I mean? Shouldn't, shouldn't have been at Lairds. But always, always listen to me. He still speaks to me now and again today. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, another... another you know, another really good lad. We had a lad like John Riley who missed out on it all. Was walking on the pitch um, in a game, done as cruciate through walking. Do you know what I mean? And I feel sorry for him. But so anyway, we got to the playoff final, lost on penalties, and then the following season, Witten Albion had approached Lairds because they wanted to speak to me, and I'm not going to lie, my head got turned, and um, I went for it. I went for the interview. And I'd done well in the interview, but they gave the job to Anthony Sheehan, who was currently the caretaker manager. And then about four weeks later, we were playing at the Remy um, in the league. And um, the, the club had tried to put me on a contract, and I, would, I was like, look, you can't afford to give me this contract. And at the end of the day, if I get an opportunity, I want to test myself. Yeah, progress, yeah. Progress, and um, I got the Witten Albion job. And... Um, I remember walking into the Witten Albion and Paul McNally had stayed, Barry had left because he just had a kid. Um, and, it, you know, with with his Barry's, Barry's missus' work and everything else, Barry couldn't commit. Yeah. Macher got off at the Laird's job and I, and I don't blame him for taking it because he deserved he deserved a job in his own right. You know what I mean? He was, Macher was, Macher was very, very good and he still is to this day. You know, what he's, the job he's done with Scamersdale, you know, he deserves the utmost credit for and the job he's done with the Remy. You know, we got Lairds promoted, you know, when because obviously Lairds had had to drop out of the yeah. league and go down and, and I went to Witten and I remember, and Kevin Hodgson came in with me and I remember the first training session we had and there was six lads and I was like, where's the rest of the players? And they were like, no one trains. And I'll never forget it. Five random lads walked through. And I went, oh, this must be the lads. And he walked out onto the pitch. And I went, what are you doing? I said, just... And he went, oh, no, we don't play. We just come down for the game. And I was like, this is Northern Premier League. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? What's going on what here? What is going on here? And then, obviously, the, the club was... Didn't have a... The, the club... I had to reduce the budget by something like 300, 400 pounds. I had a left-back on 180 quid a week. A left-back. Yeah. You know what I mean? I had a striker on 400 quid on contract. And I gave it a go. And people... I'm not going to turn around here, and I've openly said this, I'm not going to say I had to lose 
I had to lose money. That's why I lost the job. Or that's why I, I, they got relegated. It wasn't. They got relegated because I wasn't good enough. I should have done more. I should have brought different players in. I had an opportunity to and didn't. And that was my fault. And, you know, sadly, Witten Albion got relegated and they should never have been relegated because they should have got somebody in who could have kept them up. I believed I could, but I wasn't good enough. And that was that. That was it. End of story. No, I, I won't blame anybody else for that. And then I left and I went back to Leeds for a bit. I sort of... I was um and on and I, I remember I was I was working at him I was away in it I was away so like at a football academy in in um, the UAE and I got a phone call of Tommy Lawson asking me to be the reserve uh, to be his assistant at Skem yeah. Liam Watson who's a good friend of mine had told him to speak to me and then we went to Skem and um, we were doing all right but again financial financial problems and. It was it was it was getting to the stage where it was like, you know, we're struggling here big time, and uh, they relieved Tommy of his job and and look, I you know, I just thought the way it was done wasn't befitting of of the job that Tommy had done yeah. for the club. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And he done brilliant there. Oh, he? it was unreal, unreal. FA Cup. Hey, but the players he the the, the players he like. Craig Noon and players like that who'd, yeah. who'd gone on into the league, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, top some 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 players who, you know who, who've, who've done really well, and then um, it one thing led to another, and I know I remember Sean Essie was at Marine and they they'd stayed up, so they went to Blair Spartans on the last day of the season, won. Blair Spartans hadn't lost at home, just my luck. Marine beat them. And I and went and lose three two and went and get relegated because Marine have won, and Essie was Sean was there and Sean like people always people have got this thing that that Tommy had gone behind Sean's back to get the job, but it, honestly that wasn't the case. You know, Marine decided to make a change. Knew Tommy was available, and then we went in and we done really well. To be fair, at the start and we sort of you know. We got had a good run in the FA Trophy, had a little little FA Cup run, etc. And we were doing all right in the league. But the thing about Marine was, we couldn't compete financially with the likes of Warrington Town, and Warrington Town's on our doorstep, and they're in the same league, so they could offer players more money than Mar- than, than Marine could at the time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We had some, you know, James Shaw, Danny Mitchley, you know what I mean? Some good lads, Michael Brewster, who's you know and. Billy Smart, we brought in, and you know, we had we had a good group of lads, and I just think, I just think, one thing led to another, and it just wasn't gonna, it wasn't to be. And I remember we, you know, we done all right, we we didn't get relegated, and I remember I had a bit of a fallout with Tommy kind of thing, because I was just honest, and I just said to him, look, we probably got ten games next season, and if after those 10 games, we're in a bit of trouble. I said, we're going. And I don't think Tommy... Tommy thought I was being negative, but I wasn't. I was just... I, I just gave an opinion. Should I have said it? Probably not. But I was always going to be honest about that. You know what I mean? Like I've said. And anyone that's ever played for me, like when Tosney said, you know, 
I've got, I'm 120% behind the players. If a player does something that I think's out of order, I'm not going to tell him off in front of everybody else because he's a grown man. But I'll look him in the eye and tell him what I think. But I'm not going to tell everybody else what I think of him yeah. because that's not for other people to know. You're the manager, so you manage that situation. And I, I personally believe that, you know, I felt that the situation that Marine were in, I felt that we could have, it could and could have and should have been better. I think we signed too many players, but the, you know, but again, at the end of the day, Tommy decided that he wanted to let me go, so he let me go, and that was it. Yeah. So how did it end up at the Brecht then? So, um, <laughs> what a story Dave had the Brecht. Uh, what a story that well, is. There was a bit of a, a, a rivalry with with the, with the Brecht. Um, and 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 paid not not so much so much with paid Celtic, but because obviously the Brecht had played them in a couple of in in a final and and, and had beat them and and so anyway, um, Gary Gary the manager, um, his his partner's my cousin, and um, when we were at Marine, I tried to sign, but I spoke to Tommy about Bengality, yeah, and. Um, Gary sent me a message and, and just basically just said to me, look, so, I ain't got a problem, but do it the right way. And you know what? He was 100% right. He was spot on. I should have showed him the respect that he deserved by to speak to him first instead of trying to go straight to Ben. Does that mean, you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You're on that. Yeah. And, and, and I, I sort of apologised to him. I, I sort of apologised to him, but... And then he... I, I, he asked me to come and do a pre-season session with the lads. I went to Hannah on a pre-season session and there was like some Mooney and another lads there and I knew a lot of them. Um, and I, when I first went there, I think, like said Colbeck and other lads, I think I think what they needed was an, a little bit of experience. He'd just gone in the counties. I'd obviously managed that at, at, at those levels and I just said to him, look, do you need a hand? And he went, yeah. And obviously Stevie and Mikey are there. And they're, they're, you know, they're the right-hand men. And I sort of help out with a little bit of the coaching and stuff. And I just, you know, Gary had asked me, would I be interested? So I just said, yeah. And then it's sort of like the lads and Gary and, and, and or everybody involved in the club, it was like, you know, when I first started playing and people believed in me, yeah. That's what it felt. Well, I, welcomed you in and you yeah, thought, yeah, I love all this. Yeah, and I, like, in the dress news, having jokes and laughs and jokes with the lads and that, and, you know, like, the lads had come, to, you know, like, Gary would say, you know, like, I'd say, can I say something, you know, like, during games, and he'd be like, yeah, too right. Do you know what I mean? That's what you're here for. And I was like, whoa, do you know what I mean? Hang on a minute. I, I wasn't expecting that, do you know what I mean? He's the gaffer, he's the manager, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And... And then obviously one thing led to another and and, and uh, like the likes of you know Ricky and Swattles and Mick Douglas and, and lads like that, they didn't really know me, but the respect he showed me. Considering I, I, I considered myself as a bit of a failure in terms of a manager, the respect that those lads showed me, I was just like, wow. Do you know what I mean? It's like when you ask me to do this. I don't expect anybody to see me, you know, to, 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 to listen to my story kind of thing and be, like, impressed by it because I've not won trophies, do you know what I mean? But the fact that what you said to me 
made me want to come and, and, and tell me story. Does that... You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So the, the likes of Ricky and that, and, and Soto, Josh Malloy, Mooney, do you know what I mean? All the lads there, Jamie Morton and that, they, they were all like, yes, so, you know, and I was like, wow, I'm having a bit of this, you know what I mean? Yeah. This this feels good. Nothing beats like footy camaraderie, does it? When it's, oh. when it's high, it's it's the best, isn't it? Like, I'm, I'm quite placid in terms of, like, there's levels of banter that I'll have. But like, if someone ever said anything to me that was untoward, that, those lads in that dressing room, you know what I mean? Every dressing room I've ever been in, they, you know, they'd, they'd be 120% behind me. Those lads in that dressing room, you know what I mean? They, they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't allow anybody to, 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 to show any of us disrespect. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the way they were with me, it was, it was like bizarre. I was just like, no, I'm an old fella to these. To them, my career hasn't really been that good, you know what I mean? But the respect that they showed me, I knew that like, it, was, it was the right place for me to be. Yeah. We made uh, little brothers there, Luke Duffy. Little lechy legs. Luke Duffy is the only person I've ever known who, who can drop a shoulder and send everybody, including the referee and the linesman, yeah. to go and get a pie from the... He does that, he does that Zidane step over oh, onto the other foot, doesn't he? He'd done something last season, he'd, he'd done something last season, and the lad, after he'd done it, the lad just looked over to us as though to say, like, are you taking the piss here? Like, what, what's <laughs> just happened there? Like, there'd be lads after he'd done something just, like, shaking their heads, walking away. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Carries the ball, lovely, doesn't he? Oh, he, he, he's probably one of the... I, I would, if he was, you know what I mean. He's probably one of the most natural, naturally gifted footballers I've ever had. You know, I've ever been able to coach. But again, you know, I think I'm a better. I think I'd like to say I was a bet, I'm a better manager than what people think of me. But I think I'm a much better coach. I yeah. think in terms of coaching, I'm, I'm probably a better coach. Yeah. So he's got to move to Salford, and he don't know. It's, it looks like it might have fell through, or whatever's going on with all this. Covid stuff, don't it? But he was. I, I, I don't wish. I don't wish. I, look, I'd love anybody going to that next level. I wouldn't hold anybody back. But I'll, you know, if it doesn't work out, you know, obviously he's we, in good we, hands. We, isn't we, we, and there's people looking. There's people looking. It shows, doesn't it, that the Brecher obviously doing something nights when you've got clubs coming in, asking to look at the players. And well, you know, you look at you look at Paul Murray, you look at. You look at the likes of Josh Malloy, who I who I firmly believe is probably one of the best keepers in the city currently. Yeah. Um, his distribution's unbelievable. Um, you got the likes of Ricky Hagen, Mick Douglas. You know, look at the lads who've gone. Ben Garrity, who played for the Breck, is now playing in the league. The the way the football that they play and the way they play and the way they want to play football. It's, it's totally it blew it blew me it was weird for me because I'm used to get over the top these keep it bop it round it, to coach them you know what I mean because they want to play football do you know what I mean it, it's so much easier to coach people with that philosophy and that mentality that they want to play yeah. rather than turn them hold it up flick ons it's totally yeah. but uh, football, yeah Football's going that way now, especially especially Sunday and amateur football. People want to get it down and play, and I, I think it's I think it's brilliant. I think it's, it's the best thing that could have happened. 
well, that's going to keep you out of the uh, the Shatty Vets Vets League, in it because of the uh... yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I, I owe it to the club, especially after what happened this season. Yeah. I owe it to the club to you know. And I'm not saying that I don't want to be at the club. What I'm saying is I owe it to them to stick around. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then obviously we'll see where see what happens next season. I mean, obviously you don't even know what's going to happen this season. I, I don't actively go and seek jobs. I don't. I've, I, I think I've only ever put my CV in for one job. Sorry, two jobs, and I don't. I don't. I'm not one of these managers. And you, you'll probably hear a non-league hawks who sit in the stand when a manager's losing, and make sure that the chairman can see them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not into that. You know, if you know, for me, you know, I'm I'm happy where I am, and and I intend to stay there. I've got a, a little a little thing that Sosni told me to say to you. You, you might. You might. <laughs> You might know why you're looking at me like that. You might have wanted uh, want me to say this, but he told me that you pissed on him in the shower. <laughs> um, that was a long time ago, and I wasn't standing. Tosni, I think Tosni will confirm this. I wasn't actually standing in the shower. I was outside the shower, and you know, I, I could reach him from there. Let's yeah, just say that. Quality, yeah. Yeah. So, we, lad. You know what? Uh, he's killed me there, you know, because I've tried to be as as like professional as I can. And you know what? To- I'm, I'm gonna ring him after this. He's getting it, you know. I swear down. No, he's, he's one of the worst pranksters. He's yeah, he, he was brilliant, Tosni. A top top lad and, and somebody who, who who always for me always gave us all. And I, I if you give your all for somebody, that's all you can ask. Yeah, you can rely on him. Maybe yeah, you can rely. You can rely on him, and uh, yeah, you know he was he was brilliant for me. What about the um, the kids' footy and, and like the game today? What what's your uh, what's your take on that? Um, I think there's too many grassroots managers that are in it for themselves. Yeah, I think you know, I, you know, for me, they forget it's about developing the players and encouraging them to be creative. I just think it's they'd rather they'd rather win the trophy. And go the boozer and, and and put the trophy up. Do you know what I mean? I don't. I don't. Th- I think they should be encouraged to enjoy it. I, I think there's too much pressure on some of these young kids nowadays. Yeah. Um. There's there's pressure to make mistakes. There's pressure. To, do you know what I mean? They should be allowed or encouraged. Not encouraged to make mistakes, but encouraged to understand. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To try. To try. You know. I've. You know. Obviously, I've been quite fortunate. You know. I've. Work for the I work for the work for the FA and I do some mentoring across you know with some of the coaches and I've you know I've done some tutoring level one tutoring do you know what I mean so I think it's one of the big things for me is you go to some Sunday games and the atmosphere you know parents screaming and shouting and people seem to forget that there's you know eight year old and nine year old kids there. Do you know what I mean? And, and I think that's, that's lost. Like, when we were growing up, if when you played in a kids' game, you wouldn't have parents scrapping or screaming across the sidelines at each other. No. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like that. It was never... I, I think... I don't know. I just think that... The, I, I just think that people seem to, to worry more about being successful than they do about developing the football players. So, obviously, you know, I, I coach now. You know what I mean? I've got... I've got like my own coaching business, do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? A player pro. So it's called um, um we de- we we just we we the reason why I joined I wanted to be part of it was because I wanted to sort of say to parents, look, this isn't about them winning 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 a game and saying or it's not a, it's about developing them and, and making them become a little bit more resilient, being a little bit more creative and 
sometimes you see some kids' games, you'll go and watch a kid's game and there'll be two kids who can play and the rest just run around. And it's, you know, for me, I just thought it was a bit... I just think I think they should all players, especially young players, should be encouraged to develop the skills yeah. and, w- and want to play because you, you know where are you now talking about somebody who played who's played football for thirty odd years? Do you know what I mean? And I still love talking about it. Yeah. I still love the fact that you know there's no better feeling than scoring a goal. You, you know what I mean? Other than me kids being born, scoring goals was something that I. I just thrived on. I loved it. Do you know what I mean? Being part of of of, of you know, I I worry that football will be forgotten by by the younger generation because of the experiences that they have as kids. You know that the, the nagging manager, the person that moans at them, yeah. and that's what I worry about. I just think it's important that you know we remember that these are these are these are young kids, and we just want want to encourage them to appreciate playing the game rather than. You lost today, so you so you crap. Do you know what I mean? There's more to football than that, and I think there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there who who want to do it for the right reasons. But for every one of them, there's always a Wally, a Wally, yeah. And and for me, especially in Liverpool, if I go, so if I go like if I go to Cheshire, or they will say we love bringing our teams to Liverpool because of how competitive you are. Yeah. And I'm like. Is that a good thing or is it a bad thing? I don't know. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have competition. What I'm saying is, to get the best out of them, we should be encouraging them to, do you know what I mean, understand and, and, and develop the skills that's needed to play. How did you learn how to play footy? I know. Just through on the fields when I was a kid. And Who just, with? Just me mates and their older brothers. and Eds and volleys. Yeah. So, do you see kids doing that anymore? No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and you know that 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 for me is a problem. That for me is a big big problem. How many kids do you know now who who are like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, who are playing county comp? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the amount of those players, it, it, it's not as much as when we were growing up. No, nowhere near. Not even a quarter of the amount. Look at the Sundays. Look at the Sunday sides that have gone. Do you know what I mean? Because these nightclubs stay open till six o'clock in the morning. And lads don't turn up. That's why the likes of, you know, the Mayfair and the Campy, and like the Campy, for me, what they've achieved this season is unreal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, they, they've, they've got a group of lads back together and look where they are, you know. And I hope they get the opportunity to play in that game as well in the Nash. Yeah. I hope they get that opportunity because they deserve it. Do you know what I mean? And, and that, that's what I worry about, the likes of the Campy, the Mayfair, your, your Saturday sides, you know, your Waterloo Docks, look at the Dons, gone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? It's a shame, but you know that even like APH, yeah. I know they're coming back. The Vets, but APH, APH, gone. the Dons, gone. The Brit. Do, do you know what I mean? Shandon. You know, you you go back. For, you know, we'd have gone back twenty years and said, if you had the time, she went back twenty years and said, see all this on a Sunday's not going to be here in twenty years' time. You'd have laughed your head off. You'd have laughed. There's fellas who would say these will be still going today, and look at where we're at today. Oh, mate, let's hope it. Uh, let's hope it has a uh, rejuvenation and and they get the, so. the numbers back up. I hope so because, you know, this this. I, I hope I hope, you know, that lot winning the title encourages a lot more of the kids to get out and get get a, get a football. So with the with the coaching thing that you do, the player pro thing, where can where can people find that? We've got our own uh, Instagram page and um, 
it's just player pro UK and there's a lot of you know there's a lot of other companies out there who are very similar to us and you know we just say to people come and have a look it all it costs you is your time come and have a look and if it's something that you want to do we only have them in small groups of four we've only had, even before all this with the covid and everything else we've only ever worked with players in small groups and we work on you know developing you know the abc's and and obviously the ball mastery and we are we, we you know we, we try and make sure that the experience that the players get is not just it isn't it we make them more resilient and we want them to be more creative because you know the likes of your Leightons, your John Lawlesses, your Sundles and you know your Duffies, yeah. the few and far between. Whereas years ago, every team had one of those players. Now, do you know what I mean? I think I think the way football went for a period of time it was all about winning. We forgot. We forgot about the creativity. We forgot about the creative play. So, our player pro, what we try and do is try and encourage the players to be creative. And our sessions is designed around creativity, building resilience, making sure that the players want to, you know, enjoy the session and and learn something from it. It's not about, you know, we don't go into matches if that type of thing. Yeah. We only ever have groups of four. And we, you know, we we make sure, we try and make sure that that we do things the right way. So, mate, well, I'll link that to the uh, the social media stuff on Thank the podcast. Thank you very much, mate. It's appreciated. Again, anything to do, anything, anything to do with positivity and, and so getting, been, getting kids playing footy the right way. We've been doing a lot doing. of free sessions during the COVID with, with teams. So we invite the teams in and we'll split them into a group, into groups, and we do free sessions with the players. Yeah. You know, we've done it with a lot of, you know, there's quite a lot of teams that have, 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 have accessed it. So... Hopefully, you know, it's a venture that I'm, you know, I'm passionate about and I, and I wanted to do really well. But at the end of the day, you know, there are other people out there as well that are trying to do the same thing. Where, you know, for me, I believe in what we try and do. And if you don't believe, you've got to believe in what, you know, something that you're trying to do. Yeah, good on you, mate. Good on you. Cheers. Right, so I'm going to go on to my me, uh, me little feature, mate, on, on building the perfect amateur footballer. I've given you a bit of time, haven't I? I've sent you the notes over to, the, to have a little think because I don't like putting people on the spot. Um, so it can be lads you played with or against or uh, managed even, coached okay. yeah, yeah. a lot. So I'll start with left peg. <sighs> For me, there's... Can I have Leighton's big toe, Lee Sundles... Metatarsals. <laughs> and Paul Mooney's Insta. The, the, those three probably. I remember playing with Leighton once up in Aylwood, and we had, they had a line for, for the Canada. They had a line of about eighty people and about fifteen dogs on the line. Yeah. Twenty five minutes into the game, it's four nil, and Leighton scored four. And at half time, we're going to walk back out to play, and they're going, we're not playing, and we were like, oh, we're not playing. I said, why? And take him off. Take Leighton off. Take him off. Leighton's going, are you messing? We're all like, are you serious? You've just been there with 70 fucking people and a load of dogs, giving it up, giving it to us. Leighton's obviously just turned it right on and you want us to take him off. And there was a bit of like, bit of thingy, you know what I mean? The Canada were laughing their heads off. We were laughing, we were like, you can't boot him everywhere. And then because he's banged four, four in, you can't then say he's got to go off because you're all like volleying him up in the air. Do you know what I mean? Okay, um, no, it's not. It's not a. It's my ball. I'm going on. No, that's what it was like. It was bizarre. We were like, you've just been booting him up in the air, and he scored four. I think he scored one from about the halfway line. I think the goalie 
kicked it out. Someone edited it. He turned on and volleyed it in the top bin. It was like, wow. But, like, as I said, I've been privileged enough to play with, you know, three, of the, three probably of the best. And I know Leighton said Mooney and I know Trundle would probably like to get a mention as well. Trundle's heavy. His left peg was oh, heavy. It's just stupid. Stupid. That one, he just keeps cutting, 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 cutting and bang. then bang. Yeah. And you know, then you know as soon as as soon as he gets that sight, you know where it's going. You may as well just say to the goalkeeper or the, the ref, just blow the whistle because I don't want him to put it in there because it's just going to make us look stupid. Yeah. And people say keep him off his left, and somehow he gets on it. It's just frightening. Yeah, that that Mooney as well. He's hitting he's hitting free kicks left, right, and centre, isn't he? He's probably and 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 he probably won't thank me for saying this, but he, he he's a player that just annoys me because he can do he he could have been he could have he could have made it he yeah. could have been do you know what I mean? And it and I, I mean that in the nicest possible way because I'm you know what I've got a lot of time for that kid do you know what I mean? I've known him for a long 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 time. You know, and you know, he knows he knows how I feel about him, do you know what I mean? He knows how much respect I've got for him. He knows he knows that. But I just I just feel as though, you know, he he was he was so unlucky. I I I, I just think he was unlucky, but I, I don't think he helped himself sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah. What about right peg then? Right foot. Right footer. I've played with with lads who've you know what I mean? Like Kieran McDonald, do you know what I mean? Yeah, quality. You know, just, just I, I, weird. Just, just crazy how good he was. Yeah. Absolutely crazy how good he was. Do you know what I mean? He yeah. was dominating for them on the yeah, dock, wasn't he? Yeah. And you know, when I was privileged enough, you know, I, I played in a championship winning side for the dock. Do you know what I mean? Scored a winner in the final. I had John Edwards up front, battering people. Do you know what I mean? And I'd be. In going in behind, scoring goals, you know. But for me, Kieran McDonald was, he was something else. He was just, he was, just, he was just your typical midfielder, yeah. but one that you wanted back, forward, get on it, play, mix it. Just, just a top player. Boss mate. Um, touch, ball. Anthony Bolden had a heavy, had a serious. He could, as the ball was coming to him, I think Anthony Bolden could, could like get it. As it was coming, um, he'd be he'd be five yards away from the from the player before they get anywhere near him. Do you know what I mean? His touch just took him into into space all the time. Yeah, dead intelligent. Yeah, he was he was he was clever, really clever footballer. He me off ball with and it sounds mad. He reminded me of Lampard, but when I see that, I see that because it sounds fucking ridiculous. But he had a little bit more. Yeah, to yeah. this game that Lampard did, if you know what I mean, yeah, he reminded yeah. me of that type I of player. I don't think he scored enough goals, me, bro, and he should have. Mm. Well, he scored in that game against us. Mm. He he should have scored more, I think. But again, he was the he was he just knitted everything together. Do you know yeah, what I mean top, for us? Top player, mate. What about our skill then? Trundle. Trundle, yeah, heavy. <laughs> you don't get you don't get showboat named after if you haven't got a. Can, can you imagine how that feels? To, 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 to on national television when Soccer AM was good when Soccer AM was heavy and let's go yeah. to Showboat and let's see what Sundle's done this week yeah. he was like you know when people say like about being creative and not being afraid Sundle Sundle was just 
It's like the JJ Acocha of the yeah, yeah. But, but championship he, and, he was, and he, 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 he would do those things, whether it was in the if he in the championship or whether it was on the Georgie's field. Yeah. He would do that anyway. It wasn't just for the cameras. That's how he played football. Yeah. That's what he did. Heavy, heavy. What about Edna Ability? Who's the best editor of a ball? Uh, Mick Douglas is up there, but a lad, and I don't think he gets enough credit for it, Thomas Moore, Spock. Yeah, Spock. Fucking unbelievable in the air, him. Horrible. Horrible yeah. to play against. He'd elbow you, yeah, he'd be horrible, but in the air, yeah. I'd, like to, I'd like to throw a ball up in the air and ask him, Ben Garrity and Mick Douglas to go and win it. I'd, I'd be interested to see who wins that. Be like a fucking volcano. <laughs> <laughs> volcano There'd just be patches of the ball everywhere. Yeah, he was he was top notch back when he in that, that paddock team that he was in, that was heavy that. Heavy well, team, uh, that was a, that was a side that I'm I'm I was probably just a little bit too late, but I'd have loved to have played for them because I knew Darren really well. Yeah. I'd a lot of, and Darren's dad, Billy, was somebody who when I was a kid, I played for him on a Sunday as well. Do you know what I mean? When yeah. it just you know, when he was I always see Mr. Owens all the time. I always call him Mr. Owens as well. Do you know when if I'm going for a run around by ours or something he lives around the corner and he'll all right, how I always I always say hello to me, you know, he's another 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 fella that, who, who who for me, you know, was somebody who, who always tried to encourage the young lads from by ours to, to get a ball and play football. So I've got I've got the utmost respect for him as well. Yeah. That uh, that the year after we lost that semi to Cars Hotel, we got the semi the year later. Fucking got them away on the Georgie. Nightmare. Fucked us for one. Yeah, get drummed. You, uh, Joey Duncan and that. He drilled us, mate. Yeah. Ricky Humphrey's got an attic, I think. Noonie, <laughs> Wheeler, Banana. Fucking hell. Wheeler. They were heavy, mate. They were heavy. Serious. And I was thinking, after last year, this yeah, is, this this is, is our year. year. Yeah. That year we done we beat the Lobster the Canada year after it was the Allerton so yeah, loads yeah. of hard games and then you just thought just give us a home give us a home tie in the semi mm. and Paddock away won it. Mad. And then they lost the final to Nicosia. Um fittest who's in the, kept himself in the best nick. John Couch. Yeah. We were that him. Yeah, John yeah, Couch, yeah. I I swear down he was born didn't on he a treadmill. Did he, did he, go... he was at Prescott and that, but John Couch was born on a treadmill. Yeah. He, born on a he was born on a treadmill, honest to God. The fittest lad. And you know what? Scarily good player. Still plays now. Still plays now. Scarily good. Most underrated, one of the most underrated players in the city. He would he would he would run and run and then he'd run more. And then I think I think he just it, it was just in him. He never got tired. And he had Joey Jib on the other side of him as well. And young Joey was for me. One of the probably one of the best signs I've, I've ever made as a manager. Top player, mate. Top player. A winner, a winner, a moaner, but a winner. Yeah. Somebody you want stood next to you. Do you know what I mean? Great footballer, then, mate. Um, quickest. You were quite quick yourself, lad. Weren't I'd you? say you me, lad. I, can I can I say myself? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, yeah that, me. I, that's all I had. I just had pace to burn and an eye for goal. Um, once I was once if if I was two yards behind you, I was beating you. If I was five yards behind you, I was catching you. Do you know what I mean? But if I was a, if I got in front of you, you weren't catching me like you weren't catching me. No, I, it was something. It was my biggest strength. I'd agree with that, mate. What about strongest, physically or 
You know what I mean? He can be physically strong. Trundle's a fucking handful, there. Yeah, he, he was an ox. Tons an ox, to be fair. Um, strongest, one of the strongest players. I, 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 believe it or not, I know this might sound a bit, a bit daft, but Joey Jib was quite strong, you know? Yeah. He's very hard because he's, cause he's only small and a good low centre of gravity. And once he got his arse in, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Once he got his, his arse in, he wouldn't go around smashing people everywhere. But once he was in possession, I very rarely saw anybody... Looked out, after it, boss. Yeah, yeah, I never saw anyone out muscling him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So considering of his size, another one was Craig Cairns as well. Yeah. Craig Cairns, you know what I mean? Because he, he, he was very small and wiry, but he was very, very strong as well. Yeah. Ricky Yeager's a bull, isn't he? Oh, strong as an ox, mate. Yeah, Ricky Yeager. He may as well just just like, just like put Vaseline all down both sides of his legs <laughs> and because he does crazy, crazy tackles on that, that Astro. That Astro, yeah. He's just like, Rick, you've left, your, you've left your ass cheek over there, mate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, leadership. Who's the best leader or skipper or gaffer, even? Um... One of the best leaders that I had was Joe Joseph Giulieri. Um Another, he was just. He was, I feel like I'm, you know what I mean. Steve Daly's another, you know. Steve Daly doesn't get the credit he deserves. He took a side from Page Moss. He took them to the county combination. He then went yeah. to, over to the West Cheshire. West Cheshire, yeah. One, uh, uh, do you know what I mean? And bear in mind, right. Steve Daly does all that on his own. He's the first person at the ground putting goals up, putting nets up, yeah, making sure the pitches. Do you know what I mean? And and that for me is what you look for. Yeah. That's that that for me is don't ask somebody to do something you're not prepared to do yourself. And Steve Daly will do it before he'd ask anybody else. Yeah, I used to have a little thing with Steve Daly that I, I could I could. I think it worked once or twice in about 15 years, right? <laughs> I could get him to give me a pen. So what I'd do is on the corner, I used to say to, I used to say to, I'd, I'd, I'd wear the ref up, I'd say, ref, keeps grabbing me on these corners, right? So then what I'd do is when the ref weren't looking, I'd just give him a little shove and he can't help but show you how strong he is, yeah? Yeah, So yeah. I'd shove him and then I'll just stand there and, and I'll shove him and I'll hold him. So that much of a point where he just wanted to pick me up. So I just let him pick, I'd be flopping about while he picked me up and I'd go, be going, ref, ref. He gave me, I think he gave me it twice in about 15 years, he, but every time. He used to do this step over daily. Oh, my God. And we'd all be going mental. Stay, what are you doing? And you know what, right? I've only ever seen him lose the ball in the, the years I played him. I only ever seen him not come away with the ball or it not work about five or six times. I used to say, I'd love to play against you. Do you know if you'd done that? I've won that ball. Because <laughs> he's, he's gangly, you know, like he's he's really tall. Yeah. He, he could get himself out of, out of situations just using, you know... Galloping. Yeah, because yeah, he, he could... But, you know, in terms of a leader, like you say, he's always, you know, for me, to do what he does, very much like Gary Moore, though. I'd, I'd even put Gary Moore in that same bracket. Yeah. Because Gary's took, took lower bracket youth into the into semi-professional. So for me, I'd, I'd, I'd like to say Steve Daly, but Gary Moore's, Gary Moore's right up there for me. Like, yeah. Right what, up there. What's the best goal you've seen or been involved in? How much of footy? <laughs> um, it was late and scored a few. Tundal. 
The one against Hughes, I'd say, was probably up there. Well, yeah. I remember I hit a free kick against APH in a pre-season friendly. I had a pair of trainees on and it stuck in the stanchion about 30 yards out. But prob- what's that? Wait, 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 what trainees were they? Uh, I think I had a pair of Adidas LA trainers on a sudden. <laughs> I'll admit it. I remember, I remember playing against the Brit and Doolan had a pair of uh, <laughs> one-tens on. Do, John Doolan had a pair of one on. Uh, he, he was another one. He used to always boot me up in the air. Yeah, doors. he'd lift you, mate. Big lift time. you. Yeah. Um, I think probably the best goal, um, we were... I'd gone to watch the Oak Tree and um, I, I ended up going on and Anthony Gerrard was there watching and... Um, Someone's it's a freak, it's a freak, got a free kick in our half, and he hit a free kick, and I, I, so I'm, I'm sort of side on, and it's coming over me right shoulder. So I'm on the left hand side, it's coming over me right shoulder, and as it's dropped, I've sort of like looked and thought, weird, and I'm about 25 yards out, and I've hit it on the volley, first time, and it's gone in the far top corner, and if you never speak to Paul Mooney, ask Paul Mooney. The referee blew his whistle and applauded. And he said, I've never seen a goal like that in my life. And he said, I've refereed for a significant about 20 years. He said, that's the, one of the best goals I've ever seen. And I was... Mooney, Mooney still laughs at, still laughs at, at me now about it because every time, like, you know, like someone says anything or, like, you know, because they say you're all now, you know what the young lads are like. Yeah. I go, ask Mooney. So ask Mooney what Sully did. And he, he always goes, to be fair, he was the best goal I've ever seen. <laughs> so, Mooney, if so, if I get any stick over that, Paul Mooney's the person you all need to speak to. That's right. I'll get him on. I'll get him on this shoot. So, we um... What about what I always say to people as well? Where's the hardest place to go? Where did where did they go? And I know you've just said the bash beat them before. Years ago, when the mainstay were coming through, we used to have to go and play up against the chunks and Will. Remember Wilmos? Yeah. Me and him were like the, the the new kids on the block kind of thing. That was always a tough tough place to go. Um, any Flinders Street, but I, like I say, I never really got. No one ever really gave me. Do you know what I mean? I'd only get it because of because of who you know like. Yeah. To warm me up. I never yeah. got it for any other reason, do you know what I'm saying? Um I think the worst doesn't even have to be intimidating, just the, for, yeah. for for one. I don't think I've ever won on the Georgies, me. <laughs> ever. <laughs> so if someone goes to me, go there, the, the lads there let you play footy all day. Yeah. It's not intimidating, it's fucking boss, but never fucking won there. Got smashed off the alleys there a few times, you beat us there, the paddock drill doesn't have semi final. <laughs> and it's one of them <laughs> so that's mine. Yeah, mine, I think speak even though I had some good results up there I just think the atmosphere was a little bit you know what I mean it was a bit whoa yeah. but um, like the Warriors money yeah I just think for me probably probably would have been speak other than that I mean I've we've had I've, I've played in teams and been drummed by loads of top sides you know what I mean I never ever I was never ever worried about going anywhere I just I think for me when when we went up there and, and that incident happened with the with um, after the end of the game, that that stick that stuck with me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that that's probably the reason why I never had a problem with any of the lads or any of the players. I just for me, that was a little bit. Do you know what I mean? That was a bit. Too, that was a bit. You know, it went a yeah, little bit too far. far. Yeah, just overstepped the line. What I always ended on on the uh, the knockout pairs, the old famous game of knockout pairs. You got to you got to pick yourself a partner. 
and you've got to take the title of uh, the best partnership. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd have to say to him, look, because I'd just score tap-ins. He'd shoot, shoot. If the keeper got to answer it, I'd be there two yards out. Boss, boss partnership, mate. And, I, and you can say you're from the same street as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Proper going going way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, probably be tons. All right, then. So, well, that wraps us up, mate. And as I say, you were probably... A, it's come across that you're a bit surprised when... It, when you got a phone call off me thinking, what the fuck does he want? Uh, but, lad, but, oh. mate, I, I've, although I've uh, probably nagged the life out of you and, and done your head on the pitch, I the utmost respect for you, mate, as Thank a player. So and, and everyone always told me how nice a lad you, uh, you were and you probably thought, he's a fucking arsehole in, but I'm the same, mate. No, so, no. I, look, thanks for coming in, mate, and I, I really appreciate that, boss. Look, mate, I, you know, my story isn't as successful as others, like I keep saying to you, but... You know, I want to thank everybody that all the players that I've played with, lads that I've ever coached as well. Because if it wasn't for those those people, I wouldn't be sat here being able to tell my story, mate. So thank you so much. Brilliant, mate. Thanks, so nice one. Cheers, mate.